Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to... Yeah, the NFL might not be for you. Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Football! That's a real thing that's happening today in the football world. There's going to be a lot of cuts made in the next four hours. They've been talking about it all over the internet. However, a thousand and a half people will lose their jobs. There's a lot of people that potentially have played their last competitive football snap, whether it be in the preseason or in a practice in a training camp. They made it to the NFL, but they just weren't able to make a roster. You're Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Say, I'm the number 54. Mm-hmm. That's right. 53 guys on a roster. Right. I was always told I'm. Um, I'm number 54. Sorry, Dwayne, but we just don't have a spot for you. That is the story he tells. That is the story that motivated him so much that even after he became a billionaire, he wanted to start a professional fucking league Mm -hmm. for other people that are like him to hopefully find another chance to get into the prize that is the National Football League. Now, I will say this, although it is a sad day. In reality, slapped some motherfuckers right in the face today. Ooh, yep. For the yep. first time in their entire beings, people are being told that you are not good enough to make this football team. Because whenever they were little kids, they were running all over the yard. Yep. Mm-hmm. When they were in high school, they were dominant. When they were in college, they were the best players on their college football teams. Then they get to a training camp, and it's everybody that has been like that. Ooh. And for the first time, they have to be told terrible news. You're not good enough. What? Sorry about it. <laughs> it is sad. I do feel for all of them. I saw a tweet last night from Justin Pugh that said, hey, boys, listen, this NFL rub that you currently have is going to wear off in a few weeks. Yeah. Take advantage of it. Call around to different businesses. Try to get in some meetings. Do some job shadows. Try to shake hands with CEOs. Try to let football help you one last time as you transition into real life. And obviously, there'll be guys that go to other teams, and there'll be guys that go to other leagues and get other opportunities. It's not the end of the road for all of these guys. There's been plenty of guys that have been cut after a training camp and maybe didn't find a team for a few months and get back in the league and have great careers. So I'm pulling for those dudes, but for a lot of guys... It's over. Yep. And although it is sad, it is one of the last great meritocracies, professional sports, where if you ain't worth a fuck, you're not just going to be able to get by. We've got an opportunity, obviously, to see behind closed doors in a lot of different companies, a lot of different businesses. And there's a lot of professions where if you just get in the door, you're good. Even if it's not a union-based operation, if you just get a job, whether it's through nepotism or a handshake or a test score or one good interview, and you just get by, you can have an entire career for that. 30 years, there'll be other people that are more qualified than you are for the job that you have. But for some reason, you got in the door when you did, and you just take advantage and take that job forever. And then whenever a firing comes or a layoff comes 20 years down the road, what happened? What happened? Well, you did nothing. You stunk at your job. You were lucky to be there. The NFL and professional sports aren't like that. Now, granted, if there's a big-time trade or a high draft pick, you'll be given a year or two, year three maybe, okay? You'll be given an opportunity. That's not a lot of people, though. That is just certain people on certain teams that get that. If you suck... You ain't getting their money. You do not have a job here. See you later. It is actually a pretty beautiful thing if you think about it. And the reason why the NFL is the way it is, it's because it's the best of the best. We don't care where you come from. We don't care what your religion is. We don't care how tall you are, how small you are, how fat you are. If you can play, you have a job here. You can earn your living through 
an incredible talent, yeah. yep. an incredible work ethic, right. and an incredible humility knowing that it can end at any given moment because somebody who's younger, cheaper, <laughs> and maybe better than you wants your job, and in the NFL and in professional sports, they can fucking get it. Yep. There isn't just a bunch of layers in between and go do it. So although today is sad for a lot of people, I think it's also a beautiful thing showcasing that there's only a certain amount of people that are allowed to be in the NFL. There's only a certain amount of people that are able to reach the pinnacle of professional football. That's why it's special. That's why it's beautiful. And although it sucks, I do believe it's the reason why the NFL is the way it is. And it was an honor to make a team eight times. I think 14-year NFL vet mm-hmm. Adam Pacman Jones would say the same exact thing. Yeah. And I think all the guys that make these rosters, we should celebrate the hell out of. Yes. Because it is not easy to get to this point. And if you end up making a roster and making a living playing a kid's game, you should be incredibly proud of yourself. Your family should be proud. Your youth football organization should be proud. Your community Mm -hmm. should be proud. So today is a great day as long as a sad one. And I fucking love everything about it. So good luck to everybody trying to make a team today. We'll be covering all the news as it's released. And there's already been some cuts, some big names going on a PUP. Von Miller Mm -hmm. will be out for at least the first three weeks of the NFL season because they put him on PUP today, recovering from an ACL injury that we thought maybe he would be back a little bit early because he was walking like a week and a half after that whole thing. He, hopefully, will be fresh for the back half of the season for the Buffalo Beals, as opposed to last year where he didn't play in the back half of the season, and obviously he was missing out there. There's other news that's going to roll out today, and we cannot wait for all of it. Victor Hovland will be joining us Hell in yeah. about 12 minutes. Ooh, he yeah. just won the biggest bag in the history of golf. Yep. Champ. Yep. On Sunday. Mm-hmm. So six-time champ, now the playoff champion, won the last two weeks. And his story about how he played this season is fascinating. Yeah. He's young, handsome, and incredibly humble. Mm-hmm. This guy is awesome for golf. I'm happy we got a chance to watch him. I think, you know, in in years past, I guess the last couple of years, and in early tournaments, you see his name. You'd see his big smile. You'd see how handsome he is. And you're like, I like that guy, but he never won. Mm-hmm. Nope. You know, I never really saw him win whenever he was in it. Yep. So it's like everybody else's name. They're talking about this next generation of golf. His name wasn't ever in there, really. It was uh, Ricky was even getting talked about more, and Ricky obviously had that three-year layoff that we just saw kind of come to an end whenever it comes to winning. Yep. But his name was like, a oh, cute story, cute story, cute story. Then we learned a little bit while we were watching him dominate this past weekend. Yeah. He hired a stats expert guru Wild. in a short game head coach who doesn't even watch golf this guy <laughs> mm-hmm. and he just became an absolute weapon didn't miss any of them and now it feels like he's obviously not on our Ryder Cup team so we're gonna have to root against yep. him Uh-oh. this guy's gonna rise the ranks at number one number two I think very soon yeah. yeah and this is the next generation of golf being led by a guy who is the perfect guy for a league that is kind of taken off in a big way. I'm very pumped to chat with him. Hopefully we become friends with him. And also, how many days away from NFL season are we? We are nine days away from NFL Ooh. season. To celebrate that, uh, we'll have my favorite nine of all time. Shane Leckler will be on hey. punter oh, yeah. for the Raiders, the Texans. I believe that's it. Pac-Man, you ever punt a ball to you? Yeah, Serbsky. He did. <laughs> I got one against him. Ooh. One what? You fair catch? No, I don't fair catch. You know that. What happened? Uh, house call. Oh, jeez. Wow. Oh, no. Jeez. Sorry, Well, that's going to happen. I, listen, I, <laughs> I've seen people run right by me, too. Man. That's going to come with it all. But Shane Leckler is the next punter that should go into the Hall of Fame. We'll talk to him uh, in the second hour. And then Michael Lombardi will join us. What breaking news will yep. fall out of his mouth? Yes. We shall see. It's a great day for it. The Talks Tables here at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt. Love the shirt. Hell yeah. Plum strong, baby. Hell yeah. Representing your hometown, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's kind of all of our hometowns at this point, you know? We're all tied to it in so many different ways. I think everybody got an opportunity to 
you know, wrap their arms around the Plum community over the last few weeks. Yep. And we want to let you know, good people from there. Mm-hmm. And obviously that was an incredibly sad situation, but I think the entire community has tried to step up. And even though we'll never be able to make up for what they lost, which is absolutely devastating out of nowhere, random Saturday morning. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Sun shining. Everything's good. Bang. Six people gone forever in the neighborhood. Couldn't have expected it. Neighbors trying to help somebody with something lose their lives. It's sad. But what we've seen on the aftermath of it is like a truly beautiful thing. And I think a lot of towns will probably would probably do the same. And the towns that wouldn't should probably look at Plum and say like, hey, not a bad place just coming together for everybody. I've been very proud of the reaction from it, and thank you for rocking that, pal. You look pretty good. Oh, no, it's a great shirt. Purple's my color. And also, like, seeing what the Steelers did. You mentioned it yesterday with Tomlin. Like, it really is. That's what's cool about Pittsburgh, I think, at least. Yeah, Pittsburgh's one of those towns. Yeah, very, very tight. Most blue-collar towns, you know? True. Hey, we've all been through the shit. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all, Mm -hmm. what do we, we've all worked hard, yep. We've all seen the shit, yep. We all feel the same way, yep. Yep. We all want to drink beers, yep. When one person's down, we fucking feel it, too. It was a beautiful thing. It's been a beautiful thing in the midst of something absolutely catastrophic and alarming. But Tone Diggs, also Plum Mustang. Yep. Hey, Tone. Well, the, the, not also. Oh. You are, I am, Nick is. I am. We all are Mustangs. I have thoughts about what he's doing. But We're all Mustangs. Save Tony. those for after the here. show. Tony. We're all Mustangs here. We're all Mustangs here. What do we, roll things? What's that? What's the We're All Mustangs here? It's the uh, this fund that uh, you started. For the wonderful town that, you know, we all reign from. Look at this guy. He knows He knows the town. Yeah. He knows Plum. Come on. What We're all Mustangs. Blue Slide Park, Tony. I was there. Okay. All right. That's that's <laughs> Mac Miller's song. <laughs> what? As uh, Oakland. That's still, you know, like what I was saying. It's all kind of one town. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, Pittsburgh, no, no surprises coming out of Pittsburgh, right? I, I, like, I think the, the only names that we've seen is there's been some trades that have kind of happened. Yep. The Jonathan Taylor news is just kind of looming. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would like to let everybody know I FaceTime Chris Ballard this morning. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. Didn't I? Yeah, you did. I said, I'm sick of it. I want to know a fucking answer. So I, I FaceTime Chris Ballard, yeah. 10 15. Mm-hmm. He doesn't answer. Oh, come on. What's Chris? he doing today? I, what is, he? is the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts up to on this you particular You know what cut? he's up to. He's. You gotta talk to every guy that they're releasing. What a terrible thing. What is a, ho- a horrible day for him? Come on in. Yep. Sit down. Just a numbers thing. Mm-hmm. You, you've said that to every everybody that's walked out of here said it's a numbers thing. It's like, well, yeah, you're number 54 like Dwayne Johnson. Yep. So, so it is. I apologize. But that's not fun no. because Chris Ballard and his recruiting team, scouting team, they wanted these guys to make sure. the team. That's why they're in the camp. Mm-hmm. Had a belief that maybe this person could make the team other than there would be no other reason why they're there. Mm-hmm. Having to tell these people that your dreams are probably over and if I were you – I would think about doing this or trying this. Not a fun day at all for these general managers, but it's the price you pay. Heavy is the head, Connor. Yeah, yeah, what stinks even more, I think you've brought this up before, you know, just being in the cafeteria. Like, if you are that 53, and then you have a couple hours where it's like, holy shit, I'm in the NFL, and then you get a call from Chris Ballard a few few hours later that says, hey, this guy was released by the Packers, so we're going to bring him in, and actually, you didn't yeah. make the team. Sorry. Uh, you are also getting cut. Yeah, it's a fluid 53 here for like the next Very. week and a half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Two Very weeks. So. Nightmare. You're praying that you're really the real 54th guy, that means you can probably slide in somewhere else. But it's hard, man. It's hard to get in the circle. Only 1% of the world get to play this game. It ain't like everybody get to be a brain surgeon. You know, like this is hard. That's, that's exactly. very true. Hey, that's a very good call. Yeah, I guess medicine would be another meritocracy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, that, in surgery. 
Depending on what college you went to. Well, surgery. Okay. Surgery, yeah. though, I think, mm-hmm. especially the brain and the heart. Yeah. I feel like that Hopefully. is a, you got. <laughs> Has to be. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, who knows what the world we're in, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I assume that there's some sort of. I could probably go to some brain surgeon that's just like, this guy sucks, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got a bunch of people start dying on a guy's watch. It's like, hey, guess what? You're not operating on brains or hearts anymore. Yeah, you're right. So it is marathon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, good news. So do- medicine, yep. professional sports. Mm-hmm. What else is a true... I mean, you could throw in wrestling. Skydiving. Professional wrestling? Yeah. Rocky so. Mountain Climb. Yeah. Yes, yeah, skydiving, Rocky Mountain Climb. You fuck up there, you're Bull riding. Bull riding. Yes, bull, bull riding. That's professional sports, though. Yeah. yeah. It's like skydiving and mountain Base climbing. jumping. Well, That's sport. <laughs> that cheese chase. Oh, yeah, the cheese yeah. wheel, yep. Cheese Where they're running down that hill. Yep. That's yeah. meritocracy. That's going to sort some shit out quick. Absolutely. Alcoholism. Submarine building. <laughs> All right. Just don't go down there. Okay. You both. <laughs> Just throwing stuff out there. We're trying to actually do something here. You yeah. know, we're trying to point out things saying, in society that yeah. we can have hope in. Oh. That we can say, hey, you know what? Little kid, if you believe in yourself and you work and get great at something, mm-hmm. here's a profession where nothing can stand in your way. Mm-hmm. I guess music, snow, a lot of no. people no. stand yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Oh, my God. How many great voices yeah. are yeah. 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 Definitely not. That, no, so many. Definitely not. That's Astronauts. super. Okay. Yeah. Well, Ma- magicians. Unless the director likes you. I don't know. We've this, we've seen some could, of these magicians. You could throw him. Yeah, but I mean. Whoa, Nick! I heard that. Yeah. So what do you say? I, I'd like I to act like he it. just didn't say it. Uh, yeah, he did say it though. Son of a I think bitch. Magic Cream does rise to the, rise to the top. Yeah, like Michael Griffin. I mean, he's not doing what. Well, that's know, not his name. First and foremost, it's Michael Malone. It's not Michael Malone. Yeah, it is the great American escape hero. <laughs> Thank you, Michael Malone. Exactly. Not the head coach of the Denver Nuggets, the world champions. Whoa. Yes, thank you. The Whoa. world champions. Thank <laughs> you. I love that. I fucking love the internet, dude. No, allows just cut a promo about what him and everybody on that stage is mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. We're every country is represented. This is a fucking world. This is it right here, pal. What are we talking about? You know how hard it is to get here? Impossible. You know how many people are running in America? You know how many people are running in Germany? They get in here? This is this is the real world. Irrational. He thought he was really saying something. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, he uh, thought he was really saying something. Irrationally pissed. And then all of a sudden, boy, the internet was like, this motherfucker. Right yeah. Here. Yeah. yeah. Where's Luca from? Where is the Joker from? Yeah. Where is ain't there Canadians in the league? Oh, yeah. Isn't there? Where's the Greek freak from? Yeah. Where's yeah. the... That's what everybody's saying. No. No, it's like, they ain't wearing flags. They're playing for Denver. They ain't playing for the United States. It's like, ooh, valid. I guess that's a valid conversation. But that being said, fucking world tra- best in the world. Yes. Yeah. Denver Nuggets. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a world tra- The Joker Duh. does get much happier when he goes home. B- bingo. He actually has a flag tattooed probably on yeah. him somewhere. Right. So that flag's flying all over the place. Exactly. In the champions. And then you talk about the NFL. They say world champions then, too. And every once in a while, you'll see some people kind of come up on the internet like, you ain't world champions. You're champions of the National Football League. Doesn't even have an international team. It's like, well, if they got one, we'd fucking beat them. Yeah. That's yeah. Why. Chiefs are the world champions. Yeah. I was going to say, if we want to do that, then let's have the Chiefs go play the Rhine Fire next week and, and see what the final score is. All right, you yes. want to put up pink slips, too? Yeah, exactly. We want the stadium. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what we got. We'll send Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey to all these towns. Argonauts can fucking get it, too. Yeah, bingo. Yeah, I'm not scared to send them up to the CFL. The only issue is we can't play by those state fair rules. Yeah, two and outs. Do you remember how mad those field. people got when I said oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love a state fair. Actually, just, I, just, I just saw that recently. And yeah, then we, he we, got we, another shot in. That yeah. guy talking yeah. about it. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they, they literally ran my quote yep. 
And a lot then, of colorful language in here. We'll never swear on this program. <laughs> but I like McAfee. We both yeah. have shows. Yeah, I that was that was the time I thought Canada was canceling me. It was good. It was so good dumb. Run. Love, I got a lot of history in Canada. A lot of history in Canada. Love Canada. I've been going up there since I'm like 15 years old. Love the laws up there. Love the rules up there. Love the just how cheap their little dive bars are up there in Niagara Falls. Sure. Like the big Frankenstein on top of Burger King up there. I mean, I love Canada. And then I say, hey, your rules are just like state fair rules, bro. I, I love them, but it's not real. And then no. All of a sudden. It's, oh, Is that right? Oh, he doesn't even understand football, this yeah. thing. It's like, well, they get a running start from the end zone. Yeah. Okay. That's like arena league shit. No, yeah. I love arena league. Yeah. State fair football. Yeah. Love everything about it. How many downs is there? Okay, that's not football. Nope. Uh, the punter can score. That's sick. I'm a fan of that. Like I love it. But also, what? Yeah, the goalposts are actually running picks mm-hmm. on people. Sweet. These are all just added little state fair things, you know, where they make the hoop just a little bit yep. wider, yep. a little Oval, bit smaller. Right? Mm-hmm. And you got to get it. Or whenever you're trying to stand that bottle up with that little stick with the thing. Yep. Like, that's a fun little game. Like, we love what you did with football. I appreciate the CFL. I got a lot of ex-teammates that are making great livings up in CFL. Yeah. Oh, that being said, we're playing two different sports here. Absolutely. Sorry. We respect your sport, though, because it's cold as fuck up there. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So I don't even know how hard all those, a full running start collision. Oh. They're trying to get rid of kickoffs in the NFL. The CFL is like, how cold is it? Every how hard time. is the field? Yeah. Sweet. Let's more. get a bigger runner. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. I love the CFL more and more as we talk about it. But they did try to kill us. Yeah, they yeah. did. They did try to kill us. And Patrick Mahomes. And Travis Kelsey would go up there and beat them all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just them two. Whoa. Two and 11. Arizona will go up and beat all of them. I have no idea. What, Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, they will go up and beat everything. Okay, let's pivot to the Arizona Cardinals. What the hell is going on over there? So uh, sh- Magic. Shots. Pew, pew, Whole pew, new pew. team. Pew, pew, pew. Get rid of everybody. I mean, just holding their, their Compet- cards so close advantages. to the chest. Yeah, Nobody can see anything. This, you know, I'm fascinated by the whole Arizona Cardinals situation. Sure. Because obviously they give a massive contract to a quarterback yep. that has a clause in it that any human that's ever been around <laughs> the NFL is like, that's alarming. And mm-hmm. then it was actually reported as news. And then somehow, I think player got pissed about it either being in there not knowing or coming out publicly and then they dissolve they get rid of the th- actually hey we're just joking we yeah. just mm-hmm. we don't makes it worse right? oh yeah makes it even i think it makes it even worse yep. and then cliff kingsbury gone steve kime gone mm. knew this same quarterback contract without the clause that we all know was in sure. there yeah. and need to be in there for whatever reason and then you see like you know at one point buddha who's like one of the faces like get me the fuck out of here yep and then, like, uh, Larry D-hop. Fitzgerald retires. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like D-Hop says, give me. Yep. What is, what the hell is going on with Arizona? They're going to have to start from brand new, you think? Oh, yeah. This is 100% Kyler's team built around Kyler oh, completely. I don't. Is that what Gannon's doing? They get rid of Colt McCoy. And then now they're, we're not announcing the starter for competitive advantage. Okay, nope. it's a 17-week season, bro. Right. Okay, so, like, you don't think they'll figure it out in the first two quarters? You got Dobbs or... Tune? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Clayton Tune. Tooney. You got, you got Dobbs or Tooney. You, you don't think that NFL defense, whoever the fuck they're playing, won't be able to figure it out by halftime? Football with team. Yeah. Maybe well, not. Boy, oh boy, yeah, maybe. maybe. Smart play. But Get in. Ron Rivera said, ah, fuck, I didn't even know this guy was good at football. Yeah. What the hell? Who's been, you guys been watching this guy practice? Where's he been? Has he been playing on the other field? 
What is this all about? Eric Bieniemy? Yeah, he needs to figure out how to mm-hmm. how to coach. Yeah, that is a I, meeting of the minds in that game. I had no idea that we had a playoff chance. Still, I would. I would say that. What is? I love Ron Rivera. He's had a great run, but feels like his time is probably done. Yeah. Big time trade. Will Lutz, kicker for the New Orleans Saints. You know, only one L in Will has been traded to the Denver Broncos. Wow. Oh. Okay, remember the uh, Denver Broncos let McManus go. Then yep. he brought yep. in Meyer yeah. from yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Who had quite a rocky yeah. year. Yeah. And then now they're trading for Will Lutz, who I believe was injured last year. This guy uh, just hits the ball just like Tucker. Yeah. Like, this guy's a great kicker. And he's got a lot of swag. Uh, they got, That means Blake Group. That, yeah, yeah. The, the tiny kid. A kid out of Notre Dame made yeah. the team. Congrats. Say, hey, let's go, Bob. Yeah. Hey, baby, Grouper. Proud of you, pal. Let's go, Group. But I'm also pumped for the Broncos. Will Lutz is a good kicker. And uh, him and Sean Payton, I assume. Yeah. Boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They golf, I assume, together. Joining us now, speaking of golf, is a man who just won the biggest person in the history of golf. What? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Big man. So handsome. Oh, yeah. Beast. Absurdly handsome. Yep. Can't help it. You know, there's other golfers walking around. Lucas Glover, we love him. By the end of the round, he's, you know, everybody's just sweating all over the place. This guy takes hat off. Hair still perfect somehow. Incredibly handsome. Golf swing, superb. And then in the last half of this particular season, he just became a dominant player. And on Sunday, we got to watch him hold off. Xander Shoffley, who shot like a 10-under on a Sunday as he was dominant, draining putts, making shots. Ladies and gentlemen, your FedEx Cup playoff champion. Victor Hovland. Yeah! What's up, dude? What's up, guys? Good to be with you. Hey, listen, I love the way you just said that with you there, you know, out of, <laughs> out of Norway. I uh, I really appreciate that. You live in Oklahoma. Is there a cross between the Southern accent and the Norwegian accent happening in your brain, or how do you feel whenever you speak out there? Uh, I'm just trying really hard to fit in. I uh, remember coming to school and, uh, and uh, play for Oklahoma State, and my teammates were like, Dude, why do you sound like a Norwegian? You you can't be doing that around here. So you got you better put that southern twang on and and say y'all and and try to fit in. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, listen. When you go to the, when you go to the stores around here and the bars around here, we don't need that witch. We, <laughs> yeah. we need to slow that down a little bit. Uh, well, from Oklahoma State to now, this congratulations, buddy. Yeah. Yes, you know what I mean. You chased a dream. You had a dream, and I feel like this season we looked in and learned a lot more about you. I think than. Obviously, any time in the past, whenever you're leading the biggest tournament of the year, everybody's going to learn a lot about you. I learned about you hiring a stats guy, okay, Eduardo Molinari, and yep. that he was teaching you how to play courses. Were you too aggressive in it? What? What? Because I was listening to the commentators, but I didn't fully understand. They said massive move by you was to hire this Paisano to change the way. You, what was that exactly? Yeah, basically to 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 kind of sum it up uh basically the best players in the world play very aggressively that's that's and when you're on you're on that's when you reap the benefits and i kind of took that a little bit too far uh so the second shots hitting into the greens where the pin is tucked all the way in the sides i would usually miss it on the side where there's no green and that usually doesn't work out in the long run so um yeah we basically just had a chat and he looked at the numbers he said okay when the pin is is tucked on the sides just air a little bit more on the fat side so uh i've just been hitting more greens and put myself in a position where i can make make more putts when did that start happening when did that conversation happen? i assume others have told you this in the past why did that <laughs> break through for you from him 
So I had hired a new coach earlier this year, Joseph Mayo, and he came on board. I started early out. Um, Pebble Beach was the first tournament he came and watched me play. And he had watched me play for a couple months, and it was at the Masters when I was in contention. I didn't have a very good Sunday, um, but he's he's watching me play the tournament. He's like, what are you there's doing? something you know, you're you're doing something. I don't know what it is, but there's something that's wrong. And uh, obviously not the, the best time to maybe do it at Augusta National while I've, I've got a chance to to, to win. But it, it's it's spurred on a great discussion after that, because um, I, I like to play poker and to, to put in poker terms. It's like you're supposed to bet or check or bluff at certain frequencies and when those frequencies are off, you basically you're, you're not playing to the, your fullest potential. And basically, that's what he was seeing when he was watching me play. Is like, hey, you're just missing in these worst possible spots at a way higher frequency than most other guys are. So we we need to we need to address this. Okay, I love it that he got through. Molinari got through and kind of changed the way you view golf courses. I want to let you know though. What I just heard from you makes me respect you even more because I'm going at that pin every fucking time. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I got well. How far is it? I got that club right. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm going right for it. We're fun that way. Well, not. For, I mean, I mean, for you, you're in contention at the Masters. For me, I'm on ball 14. <laughs> you know, in seven holes in, that's a little bit of a nightmare. But let's talk about Joe Mayo because I watched the video of him and I watched you chat about him at a press conference. PJ Tour kind of put this piece together of your relationship. They interviewed him. You said a guy who doesn't even watch golf pretty much was the guy that helped me with my short game. How'd you find out about this guy? And what does that mean he doesn't watch golf? And what did he do for you? Uh, because in the video, it was like mathematics pretty much is what he teaches. And I guess that made you believe a little bit more and gave you more confidence. Like, how did he make you better short around the green where you were like 155th in the, in the entire world at one point not too long ago? Now you're draining every putt chipping everything in there what happened and how it happened so quickly yeah um great question lot to unpack there um well do it in I'm, english I'm, please <laughs> a southern accent okay thanks uh so basically when i was a sophomore at oklahoma state uh joe had a relationship with the coaches alan bratton and donnie dar and he came to visit and just to speak with the coaches and that's where i got to meet him for the first time so that's about Six years ago, ever since then, I kind of struck up a relationship with him and my roommate at the time. Uh, this is now fast forward after school. Uh, he went to work with Joe. He lives in Vegas and it was a fall where I didn't have a lot to do. So I just went with him to Vegas. We had a good time and and I got to meet Joe even even more. And and I really just liked his approach to the game because I think most people get caught up in all the little details when they don't really see the full picture. And, you know, the the, the ball doesn't know how much you slept or, or how hard you worked. It only cares about the, the math and physics. You know, how is the, the club head hitting the ball? How fast are you hitting it? Where are you hitting it on the club face? Those are the th things that matter. So basically in salesman terms, Joe was selling the steak, whereas a lot of other people are selling 
the 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 sizzle if you will so uh i uh we just got right down to business yeah it seems like it worked pretty quickly after diving into it if that video that i watched was accurate where it was like genesis invitational to now you've just made so much progress your seasons are so long dude it's like 30 some weeks bro yeah absurd i I don't know what it is in norway but in america 52 (laughs) weeks in a year 34 week season it's long and now we got the Ryder cup coming in like five more weeks is it you just you're prepared for this life this is just i don't think a lot of people could be golfers after watching that full swing or whatever is that yep, drive yeah. the swing full, full swing. swing yeah you get it that whole thing once i watch it, i'm like i could not i don't think i could make it in the golf world you're rock stars on tour all year round you're just built for it always been the dream how'd we get here you think yeah, it's it's a lot of work, uh, no question about it. But uh, it, it's just something that I've always enjoyed. I, I love playing golf, uh, even even now. Um, you know, uh, super happy about the last couple of weeks, obviously. But now I'm back in Stillwater and uh, gonna go and play with my buddies later today. It's just kind of you know, I I just love hanging out on the golf course and and talking smack and playing golf. So um, I really do enjoy it. Um, at the same time, it, it, it is a little bit of a long season. If you're going to do this for 20, 20 years, 25 years, you know, it's, so you need to put a couple of breaks in there. And I do like what the PJ tour has done now with, uh, kind of shortening the season and allowing players to take some time off in the fall. Cause it's, uh, it is much needed. Yeah. And bigger purses mm-hmm. huh? like that. Huh? <laughs> hey, big ones. I heard you talk a lot about like, yeah, I'm not really thinking about the first big purchase. I live in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Everything's pretty cheap. Uh, <laughs> that's how you've kind of put it all off. That's why I think like you're the perfect. I'm not going to put the whole weight of golf on you, but like this next generation of golfers, obviously, it's a good time to be in the golf world. I think golf popularity is bigger than it's been in a long, long time. I think obviously with the live money coming in and who knows how that's going to work out, there's a lot of people that are like, maybe golf will be a profession for me, like around the world, not just here in America. Like, I think it's a good, you're, hey, you're one of the fucking faces of the future of golf. Like that is, that's a real thing that is happening in front of you. And you're just going to save all your money, chill, and just golf with your boys and then take over the world. Or are we buying something? Are we buying a big house maybe? Nice car? What do we got? Are we splurging it all? We just won the biggest purse in PGA, Victor. We, We did it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And it's probably not the answer that you want to hear, but it's just like, you know, I've already had a pretty successful year and prior years. I've I've been very lucky and made a lot of money playing golf, but it's like, if I, if I want something and I want to change my life and and go in a different direction, I'll, I'll just do it. You know, there's no, like, (laughs) I hope this happens so I can do this. It's like, if I want to do something, I'll just do it. And, um, you know, uh, you know, super cliche, but it doesn't, you know, money doesn't change my outlook on things. I'm still going to go out there and, and I want to go to the gym. I want to go to the, to the course and practice. Cause that's, what's going to get me better. Um, you know, money is, is nice and more money. Sure. That's great, but it's yeah. not going to give me any additional meaning. Um, you know, uh, so that's just, that's just kind of how I, how I look at it. I love it. And you said I wouldn't like that answer. We love that. Love That's the future of golf. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Let's go, right. baby. We need you. We love it. Absolutely love it. Now, in a few uh-huh. weeks, to hell with you. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, Victor, you talked about talking shit on the course. And if it comes down to this, I hope you lose. Or if you do win, I hope it doesn't matter. Um, now the Team USA, everyone's out. The captain picks are out. 
Do you have like a uh, dream matchup come Sunday or when it's one-on-ones uh, that you would like to have? Um, is there a guy on Team USA that you would like to face most? Uh, do that. Their whole team is so deep. Um, I, I think oh. any of those guys on the team would be would be a hell of a match. Um, but I don't think there's one player in particular. I I think I just kind of want to play whoever's playing the best uh, on their team. I think it's I think it's just a really cool challenge. Obviously, you want to you want to win the match and put a a point up on the leaderboard. But I mean, I'm just thinking back on on Sunday when Xander and I went in the last group and shot 62 and 63. I mean, how awesome would that be to to do in a Ryder Cup match in, in a singles match or something like that? So um, I, I just want whoever who's playing the best, and hopefully I play a little bit better. Okay, I love every, everything you're saying is scratching me right where I am. I just want to let you know. I just want to let you know that. So whenever you're playing Xander, you guys are in the middle of that round. You both know it, right? Like, damn. Okay, here we go. You both see each other getting into trouble and make absurd shots, like just absurd shots out yeah. of nowhere. And it's like, okay, are you waiting for the other person to crack? Or is there any conversation between the two? Or, or are you enjoying that? Because that was great to watch, like fucking incredible television. What are you experiencing while you're watching a guy who's trying to come get you play great golf and you're answering every time? Yeah, I, I think obviously there's a sense of admiration from from both sides. Um you know, six six shots is 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 a huge lead, and and kind of the game plan before I started was, you know, if I just make a lot of pars, uh, keep myself out of trouble, and and maybe pick up a couple of birdies, this this tournament should be mine. But uh, after Xander's start, I was like, okay, this this guy's serious. He's not going to back down, and and I had to make some birdies as well. And it got to a point there, especially on the back nine when. Uh, okay, he missed a short birdie putt on 10, but he made that huge slinger on 11 for birdie, and I missed my short birdie putt. And then he makes another one on 12, and I'm like, dude, are you ever going to stop? I mean, this is <laughs> ridiculous. So, um, yeah, it definitely, um, you know, you, you, you're definitely watching the other guy do something special, and, um, you know, uh, just makes you, uh, you just have to step up and, and try to keep up. Yeah, and you did, pal. With you, That flat stick was beautiful to watch, which Connor has a question for. Yeah, Victor, on Sunday, I believe the broadcast came on and they mentioned how you were 48 of 48 from inside five feet, and people were like, oh, it's only five feet. Am I supposed to be impressed? Give me a break. Not the average person could go 48 for 48. <laughs> eight for eight. Eight for eight, yeah. Ten, five for five. Shit. I mean, I'm shooting 120, besides the point. When hey, it's coming down though. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. My last round was one thirty. Uh, when you're <laughs> oh, standing, it's going up actually. It's going up just a little, yeah, just just way. just a little. But when you are that hot with your putter, when you're standing over the ball and like you just mentioned, maybe Xander just made a birdie putt, you know, and there's a little bit of pressure. When you're that hot though, is there even any thought, or is it just like you know exactly where you need to put the ball and just roll it into the hole? Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I heard that stat after I finished the tournament. I was like, wow, that's. That's pretty unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty Brian, good. Yeah. Brian Harmon uh, basically accomplished something similar at the open. Uh, I mean, just mm. didn't basically miss a putt inside 10 feet or something stupid the whole week. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think it's just one of those things you just you feel good over the ball and you keep making it. So there's, you know, you don't try to question it. if the ball's going in. You're like, all right, let's just keep doing this. Um, but especially at East, like those those. Those greens get so fast and they're so slopey 
And some of those putts, you have to hit them so soft, even though they're, you know, four or five feet, they've still got a ton of break to them. So, um, yeah, I was I was on a heater. You sent that? Yes, I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> that one you – I forget which one it was. You and Xander were about the same spot. You were like four feet behind him, so you had to go first. And you rolled this thing to another hole, and then it kind of broke down, but you didn't have enough speed or whatever. Yeah, fine, yeah. Yeah, like you're aiming for a spot there. That's all. Like obviously, that's what putting is. I played Tiger Woods' golf game, but I have never <laughs> got into a zone like that. You're just looking at a spot, and then you're just hitting that thing. That's every single putt's the same exact putt for you. Yeah, pretty much. That one was was pretty crazy because I basically aimed in the complete opposite direction of the pin. So that that just goes to show some of those greens that are out there at East Lakes. So. That was just one of those you kind of just put it, hit, and, and hope for the best. And I misjudged it slightly, but it was uh, it was a nice two-putt. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, everything yeah. he did out there was fantastic. I know you have another interview you have to do, so we appreciate the hell out of you joining us. Uh, keep it going. And in the Ryder Cup, I sh- I'm sure a lot of your Oklahoma friends are saying the same thing. To hell with you, bud. Yep. To hell with you. <laughs> did you do this? Did you get the chance to do this with the trophy yet? I don't know if you know this, but my lips – we're all over this thing. Whenever I was in Lake Tahoe, uh, I got to chug a Corona out of this tournament. Can we, do we have it? Yeah. Look at this thing. Did oh. you do this with this? Uh, I'll never look at that trophy the same. Now you just completely ruined it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was paying homage to it. I was saying it's a celebration. It's a celebration. I can't believe they let what me put in there. I was like, that was a lot. It takes a lot of beer. I, I don't. I assume you know that by this stage, but it, it was a lot more than I thought it was. Oh boy. <laughs> Well, it's it's a good little mouthful, put it that way. That a baby. Yep. You're the man. Ladies and gentlemen, your FedEx Cup champion, Victor Hovland. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. He's awesome. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Weapon. So good at golf. Yeah, that accent so really sure. is a mixture of the It is. It took a while to get used to. Yeah. Because yeah. when I was hearing him talk, like in his interviews this past weekend and the weekend before, I'm like, has he been in America like since he was like in elementary school? Like, yes. He was from so we had to look it up, college. But mm-hmm. once you got over there, they're like, "Listen here, Stillwater, just, yeah, if we want to make this a lot easier, don't just like that. go and slow that down." Yeah. What do you say? How's it going with you? Yeah. yeah. What is that? What is the accent? I don't. Think I, 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 I have no idea. Can you do it? No, nah, I really don't know. I, I didn't. I need to. There was a look at some tape in Norwegian. I, I think I don't, I, in the, I don't know Louisiana. if they have like a super. It's kind of they speak obviously English, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of Avicii. Because he's from Sweden, I feel like those are must be well, maybe similar. That's, so was it Finland, Norway, Sweden? Yeah, yeah, that's those yeah. Scandinavian, Greenland, yeah. Iceland. A lot of upwards inflection. Well, the thing about it is, yeah, Greenland is ice, <laughs> and Iceland is nice. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. You know, they learned that mighty ducks, but exactly. also they did that back in the day to send people to help. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. ice right? cream with the enemy. Head yeah. to right. Greenland. Yeah, head over to Greenland. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to Iceland. Super nice. And then you go over to Greenland. It's just yeah. ice. Then Iceland. I watched a jail. I think in Greenland. There's a jail. There's one oh. jail up there. Sounds terrible. I think they're allowed out, and then they go back in at night. <laughs> Seriously. I think I watched it. What? That's a documentary. Kind of cool. I was on a documentary about Jail's Kick whenever I watched that. The uh, Black Blue Dolphin. Dolphin. Yeah, the yeah. Black Dolphin one yeah. in Russia. And then I think there was one in Greenland. It's the only the only jail they got. If you could Google that in the back there, that would be great. But it, that's where Norway's up in there, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Super cold. I believe so, mm-hmm. yeah. How's he become golfer? Freezing. How do you think he becomes beautiful, golfer? Beautiful, though, know. in the summer. Yeah? Yeah. That's all those Scandinavians. For what, like a month and a half? I'm yeah, not I'll, sure exactly the time, but... 
Can't be that long though, because they're north. They're northern Europe. That's right? like yeah. Canada, right in Alaska. It's just yeah. freezing cold. Out there. I wonder though if two months because ago. of that in the summer that they have daylight for longer. So he's playing like three rounds oh, yeah. a day. Oh, for the twenty-four hour yeah. sun thing. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic. Like, I don't know. Whatever. He's a stud. Yeah. Congrats to him, pal. You should just play for America in the Ryder Cup. I don't understand. Cool. Is that what it's called? Is it in Greenland or where was it? It's world's most dangerous prisons or something is the series, I think. Mm-hmm. I saw one down in like. Oh, yeah, I've seen that yeah, before. The Russian one's like a hole, right? And they make them walk with the. Big dogs. The Russian one had its own documentary, I think. Yeah, there was mountain. Yeah, one yeah. beach mm-hmm. on that thing. Like it had its own pool and everything. Yeah, there's some jails it's where it's like actually, yeah. you know, you go in there, you're living in a little town. It's yeah. not that big yeah. of a deal. Is it nuke? Greenland's nuke maximum security prison houses extremely dangerous prison, many of whom grew up alongside the guards now watching over them. Yep, that's it. Greenland, prison in the ice. Bang. IMDB. That's probably the thing right mm-hmm. there that I watched. It was wild the way they operate. <laughs> it's like an apartment, basically, that they're living in. What? Some of the guys just get to go home at night or during the day. They go work, and they come in at night, check back in. All right. Not a bad gig. I got one Green? in here that looks awesome. The Greenland one? Yeah, it looks like a fucking resort. Yeah, that's it. Right there. Jeez. That was it. The guy left what? for the day. Then he comes back at yeah. night. Yeah, they brand new jail. Brand new jail. I had to make it nicer. Kind of looks like the Miles Teller movie. Spiderhead. Spiderhead. Yeah, Spiderhead. I've not seen that movie. Is that pre or post Top Gun? This is post, I think, a Netflix film. Yeah, I can't I can't remember. I think it yeah, it might Hemsworth's have been post. Well, I'll tell you what, if Miles Teller's in it, I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. He only makes bangers. Oh, yeah. That's what I've learned about Miles Teller. It's a good film. What else? There's another movie out there right now that's being judged pretty good. Oh, Barbie. Did you guys watch it? Oh, have no, not seen Barbie. Haven't seen it Why not? <laughs> Sexist. Just tough Sexist. to make it out to the theater. Yeah. What are you talking about? Gosling? Oh, John Cena's yeah. in it. Barbie. Yeah, and see You it? see it? No. I want to see it. I mean, I will. I'll watch anything with Gosling. Me too. Amen. And Margot Robbie. Sure, yeah, exactly. So when it's streaming, you guys are watching it? First Absolutely. thing? thousand percent. As soon as it pops up on the stream, you guys Boom. are in. Locked right in. away. Pay eight ninety nine. I go as far as twenty four ninety nine. Twenty four ninety nine. You want to own it? You're not renting it. I want this thing to be on my box. Yep. Boom. So if I lose internet one day, yep. I'll be able to say saved on this box. One of the six movies I could probably do this with. Barbie. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Hell yeah, I appreciate it. That's what our show's all about. Yeah. That's range. Exactly. You know, Barbie for sure. Because we watch Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Got a chance to see that because that's a historical story. Yeah. That I, I don't know. I don't know if any of them. <laughs> he loves smacking cheeks. Who? Oppenheimer? Oh, yeah. yeah. So much cheek yeah. smacking in there. Mm-hmm. Oppie oh, yeah. is a horn dog. Yeah. We've always. Oppie was just throwing her around and everything he could out there while he was, theorizing. He was looking at everything. Yeah. Does he love Adams. Both. He loves Adams, too. Is huh? That, he loves Adams. I do believe he's a, no. He actually wants to split it. He's a, he actually oh, hates yeah. Adams. Okay. He's like he's doing this thing needs to not be together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they, yeah. they actually once we split it, we're actually going to catch the thing. Yeah, that was the big jump over the Germans. Mm-hmm. I believe is what made us smarter and more powerful than that. <laughs> yeah, the Germans <laughs> fucked up. They screwed up. Uh, what else the is materials new? <laughs> that, uh, they're they're hey, they're, right now they're good at NFL football. They're, yeah, they are. How many millions of people are signing up Watch to buy it, those yeah. four? Really tickets? good at it, playing it. They stink. Four or five. That's why we're world champions. Exactly. Yeah. Noah. Fucking field a yeah. team, boy. Suck it. Let's talk about somebody who uh, I don't think is ever going to win a Super Bowl as a head coach, and it breaks my heart. Oh no, mm. it does break my heart. Former player. He's been on the program. He's been great. They even tie in like gambling as a part of his. Entire being. Yeah. Oh, riverboat Ron, oh, they say. Riverboat. Love riverboats. Yeah. Love riverboats. 
Yeah. Love former players that are coaches. Mm-hmm. Love former players having success. Love coaches that his players like him. Like that coaches have success. Been to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do yeah. believe we have love guys that are able to beat cancer. Yep. And in the middle of doing that, inspire and lead and take on an entire thing while also having to build a culture that was being tear- torn down at the same time by ownership. Love everything about it. I do believe as a football coach, though, his time is done. Yeah. yeah. The more things that he says with his outside voice that should be just inside voice things makes me realize that maybe he has lost the certain thing that head coaches need to have. For instance, not good to say, especially a guy that gets drafted to be potentially the future, to say, <laughs> fuck, I had no idea this guy was good. <laughs> yeah. Really? Do you know what I would have done uh, if we knew this guy could play football oh like this? <laughs> Jeez. And what we all liked about Sam Howell was how strong his arm was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine at practice what he was doing. Exactly. Whenever he's just reading off cards, going against the defense, I'm sure the defense is like, hey, this guy's got a fucking hose yeah, over here. Cannon. And Ron Rivera's like, I don't want to see the film. I don't want to see a film. I don't want to see anything. Heineke basically said as much to us, like, man, fucking Sam Howell looked fucking incredible all year. Taylor yeah. Heineke was supposed to start yeah. a game, and yeah. he, the last game of the year, and he said, don't start me. You guys need to see this guy. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor Heineke came on Radio Row, and we're like, Taylor Heineke, kind of a, <laughs> I don't want to start in the end of a, okay, yeah. wait, are you retired? Are you done? Are you going to go sell Pokemon cards, fake ones? Are you going to do, what are oh. you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you just going to zen for the rest of your life? Are you yeah. done with football? You're saying, I don't think I should start somebody else. What's that all about? And Taylor Heineke goes, uh, no, I just really like the guy, and I think he is really good. And to be honest, Ron Rivera never watched him practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. clearly. That so was the, all. the only way that Coach Rivera is going to see this guy is if he gets into a game. That's crazy. And I'll tell you what, as soon as we saw him, I'm a massive fan. This follows him talking about Eric Bieniemy in a way where he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, Eric, not a head coach, kind of a doofus. <laughs> You know, it's like, all right, that's inside voice. Might be real. Mm-hmm. Should not be saying that publicly. Had to come back. And then if you go back last year, I didn't even know we had a chance to make playoffs. Yeah. Right. So there's like numerous things now that have happened where I think Ron Rivera, uh, Coach Ron Rivera, has lost his fastball. Not saying he's a bad guy, but if I was a coach or the new owner, or if I was a fan or the new ownership, I'd be like, how many of these things that... Yeah. Immediately. Like for a guy that haven't watched this guy practice, don't know what they can do, like, what are you, the gym or the head coach? How are you not seeing what these guys can do breaking down film and at least watching the game plan that your offensive coordinator or whoever is putting in or even watching the guys that might be on the bubble of making the team. Yeah, it's an interesting, fascinating thing here that is happening, but it's all revolves around him not using his inside voice. Yeah. It's always outside voice. You know, like I'm sure there's other coaches who have seen a quarterback for the first time when the lights come on and whenever the whole thing, and like, damn, did not know that this guy had it in him. But they're keeping that inside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not saying – Fuck. No idea. No. <laughs> you know, like you're the head coach. That's a tough thing. Following those other situations, I just feel like it's going to be tough for Ron Rivera to win. I hope that's not the case, but I think he's lost it. I think he's lost it as a head coach. Yeah, I think so. But I think he also kind of got a raw deal. Like, obviously, Agreed. everyone sure. in the NFL, if you're a head coach, you have a bunch of shit on your plate. But, like, no no other guys were – like, they basically forced him, like, hey, you're going to be part of, like, kind of – reshaping the face of this franchise like we need you to help pick the name we need you to you know restore the culture like do all this shit that like yeah obviously a new head coach comes in he wants to instill his culture and build all that kind of stuff but like he had to deal with like so much administrative bullshit too you wonder if part of him wasn't just like that just completely sapped everything out of it and now it's like he's got nothing left what if he's just tapping out 
He could be. What if he's done? Like, man, there's been a lot. I've been through a lot. Yeah. And he sees the writing on the wall, too, I'm sure. It's like, hey, new owner, this guy didn't hire me. Like, if we don't win 12 games this year, I'm probably going to get fired. New owner, new team name probably coming. Right. Yeah. New era, new everything. And although Ron Rivera has been a part of the transition phase there, mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be any loyalty, especially in that NFC East. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh. That is very, very good. Which, once again, we can't stress enough, love Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. But, boy, there's been some things that caused us to question some stuff. Do we think Week 17? Like, like how was out there and starting and throwing around, and he had to say, "Who the fuck is this guy?" What's this guy's name? Well, when we sign him, this guy. He's on our team. How else? Thought Heineke was supposed to. I told Heineke. Is that a Wentz? No. No. <laughs> Benched Heineke for Wentz. Yeah. When Heineke was on a win streak. Yeah. Even more. Let's just. I don't want to keep compounding things, <laughs> but recent history tells yeah. us that maybe Ron Rivera's exhausted. Mm-hmm. Maybe his decision-making isn't as sound as it once was. That's in press conferences and on the field. And maybe an advisor yeah, role. right. Or a yeah. consultant yeah, role. Yeah, absolutely. So he's earned that, I think, in yeah. that building. Yeah, definitely. I think. And it feels like as a player, he was awesome. Carolina people loved him. What if he thought Carson Wentz was Sam Howell going into that game? Could have. This then, guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this guy? Time, we can't play this guy. Defensive. You guys tell me this guy's beating you every single day? Oh, the other guy. Who what? is the other guy? <laughs> what? Other guy. This is the guy. We have three quarterbacks. We're paying this guy thirty million. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, the other guy was drafted. Oh, by who? Okay, us. I drafted him. Maybe wrong. No, back down to wrong Carolina, name. and they put him and Frank together, and it'd be one competent coach. Jeez Louise, Frank. You think Frankie right? I was here in this city. You saw it. Yeah. Just like RG three said that the Colts, you know should not trade Jonathan Taylor or something like that. And he's like, just pay him, just pay him is what RG3 saying. It's like, RG3, I appreciate what you're saying. And if money was able just to solve this, I would hope have been done. that they would have been able to get yeah. it done or whatever, at least talked about getting it done. That ship has sailed, RG3. Yep. And I think all Colts fans, ah, I don't want to say all Colts fans because there's Colts fans out there that don't live in a city, never been to a game, have no idea what it was like, can't get to a game, whatever the case. Yeah. Have no idea what it's like. Like That team was... <laughs> So miserable to be a part of last year. Oh, my God. And a, be a part of, I mean, like, just being somebody that goes and watches the games oh. and just watches it unfold. It's like, this is tough. And now that there's a new, fresh energy, there's only one thing that is kind of, I feel like a lot of people just want to, all right, let's just get the anchor out of here. Mm-hmm. And let's see, can we get a weapon on the other side? Yeah. And can Jonathan Taylor end up in a place that will pay him? And that maybe he will be able to have all the success that he is hoping for quickly because he might see that this is a rebuilding team as well. You know, and we talked to Dalvin Cook yesterday. Dalvin Cook says, I'm trying to win now. You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe Jonathan Taylor's at the same thing. He sees what's happening with all the contracts, sees what could happen with his career. Last year was the first time he had experienced any injuries. Maybe he's like, this team ain't winning now. I need to get to a place that I can win now and get money. And maybe that's a part of the strategy. But nonetheless, RG3. I don't think the coach and Jonathan Taylor are, are together anymore. No way. No. I think they're on break. They've been on a break. On a break. And I think they are uh, changing the relationship status on the internet right now. Very soon. Yeah. Yep. I, I just I appreciate what RG three was saying because people are answering like he doesn't want to be there, pal. Why would they bring him back? Right. And RG three was telling everybody, pay him, pay him, pay him. It's like. All right, well, are you going to go? Are you going to hop in a portal, go back in time to when Jim Irsay wasn't just fucking incredibly embarrassed and <laughs> yeah. ridiculed on the internet because right. he's the guy making the decision? Sweet. And somebody down in um, Miami was like, "The Miami Dolphins Jonathan Taylor deal is basically done." It's, all right. it's what the internet was saying. Okay, 
the internet making things up. A lot of people are saying the Dolphins are going to make this deal done. And then I saw a couple people say, Jim Irsay is unpredictable, though. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that is another fact. Although the Dolphins thing might not be real, the person following up saying Jim Irsay is unpredictable, though, I think that is accurate. Because what if there is a Hail Mary attempt at the end sure. from Jim Irsay with Jack Nicholas's putter yeah. where he hands it down Ooh. to Jonathan Taylor and goes, hey, listen, I don't have any more money for you, but I got a $1.5 million putter that you can utilize whenever you need to. Mm-hmm. And then we can negotiate. Maybe there is a Hail Mary, a let's go shake their Hans yep. at the final moments. But the way it feels, and I have no inside information, I try to FaceTime Ballard. I was going to wish him good luck. That's what I told him I was going to say. I wasn't. I was going to say, are we trading Jonathan Taylor today or not? Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to read his face. He's like, I ain't got time. I hate to tell you, I don't think he's going to get traded. You don't think so? I don't think he's going to trade him. Wow, what do you think is going to happen then? I think he's going to make him sit. Like You, you got to come play or either you're going to have to take with him. I don't, I, just, I don't think he... That would be tough, wouldn't it? it? Could you imagine if that is the case? I mean, and that is certainly an outcome that could take place. Yeah. Dino Rossini tweeted, X'd, posted. Mm-hmm. Fucking hate that. Yeah, it's dumb. You post on Instagram, Facebook. Right. You post on a blog. Mm-hmm. Sure. I guess you post on Reddit. Is that what you do? Yeah, yeah, that's right. A post. Yep. You used to be able to differentiate some things, you know. Fortunately, all the same now. It's really, everything's a post now. Thanks for eliminating some creativity. Yeah, Elon. Asshole. Oh. Those fights are starting to show back up in that. Yes, they, they are. They are. They are. I saw some people get their faces beat. I just saw some lady as well get stiff armed into oblivion. Oh, that lady. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. On the phone. Uh huh. That was on main feed. Yeah, that was. A, that's not an algorithm feeding me. <laughs> Fights, that's one that needed to crack there because that's at a sport. Yeah. That was at a sporting oh, that's event. True. That's in our world. And that was, yeah. yeah. And we do have to cover that at some point. Mm-hmm. I have never seen Ooh. explosion Whew. like that lady had in that. She had lightning in that hand. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I just, this lady, what? And <clears throat> throat. Yeah. Throw. Boom. Yeah. Out of frame. Yeah, mm-hmm. 10 See, yards. It, it kind of reminded me of the one lady, uh, I think it was in a Popeyes or something like that, where a lot of people, a lot of captions were, she could play right guard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, that. one. Now, that was at Best Buy? Was it at Best Buy? There was definitely the Best Buy one as well. Yeah. Remember the lady Stopping at Best Buy? From stealing? Yeah, that, no. that lady was in there. She stopped like a four-man rush, like on her own. Like, we had, should like, get those three ladies together games. and see how they would do in the CFL. <laughs> okay, so not in the league league, but. In the mm. CFL, they're going to work. They're going to have to figure some things out, and then yeah, they'll get yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect that lady to be that. Expl- that had to be Explosive. a work. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, is this a work? Generate that much power? It could that be had to work. be a good set, like Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. That's what that felt like. Mm-hmm. That lady was like, "All right, you. This is what we'll do. We'll go out there. I'll be on the phone. It's going to look so cool. <laughs> Somebody set up the thing, and then you get in my face, act like you're tough, and then you just." Throw me 14 yards. Okay. Everyone stand up like that's what I'll do. I mean, they're really popping off here. What? Bitch. God. That's I heard that actually. I don't know if you guys heard it. It's muted right now, but (laughs) I actually just heard. I don't know if you heard it. Some of the dialogue. Bitch. That's you (laughs) heard it. Jerry Jones is staring over there. What's going on over there? Yeah, Jerry, Jerry is peeping around. What's going on over there? there? Damn. Mm. He's also thinking about signing her, I think. Yeah. That's one arm. Imagine, out of here. Bro, imagine her on the edge, sealing the edge, oh, getting her right God. here. Oh. Doing like this. TJ Watt. What? We saw him yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine TJ Watt's going to line up and this lady is trying to set the fucking edge on TJ? No he chance. might just tap out. Mm-hmm. It's her getting out wide for a that, screen. The oh, dude, come on. The dude's face in the front row behind the Nolan Ryan jersey. Oh, my God. Jeez. Mind blown. God, like these are the things where I wish I could be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is one of those situations. Get ass out of here. Bro, that was wild. Look at her on the phone, holding it away from her face. Don't want to get any makeup on her, bitch. Bang. 
told you not to come over here messing with people. Anyways, that should be in our algorithm. We appreciate the algorithm, yep. obviously, because yeah, yeah. that's sports. That's right. Mm-hmm. For that. We don't, we don't love that that comes with sports, but every once in a while there's going to be a ha See? in sports. It's going to happen. People get passionate. People get emotional. Sure. I assume that was over the score of the game and something that happened on the field. Right. A better. That was nothing personal. No. That was a sports-related thing. Exactly. So that making its way into our algorithm, I'm okay with. But all this other stuff that they're pumping in, I don't need to wake up and see four guys get their faces stomped. Mm-hmm. I don't know why X has become – that's what it was at one point. Yep. Yeah, early and then on. they kind of cracked the code yeah. a little bit. They're yeah. like, all right, I guess we can run up numbers with this because everybody's like, mm, oh, mm, oh, mm. oh, oh. How about that one guy in the middle, though, when those two kids came running across the oh, street? In the cul-de-sac? Yeah. Oh, yeah, at the cul-de-sac. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. he just fucking beat the shit out of both of them? Killed them. That was a nice, like, inspiring tale there. Yeah. I felt good after watching that one. But a lot of these ones, there was a guy ratting on his gang. I don't know if you heard about this one. No, 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 See no, this one? Oh, buddy. This guy was standing on a curb when it started. Curb did become character yeah <laughs> and i'm like bro what yeah, are we why is this on elon what are we i don't need to see this no i saw one where dana wants to fly this guy to a fight because some kid was getting curb stomped and this other dude came in and just basically held off like 40 people oh yeah dana also had his house in maine attacked last night oh really yeah, damn i didn't know that simple by lobsters safe. no not a lobster no. a man mm-hmm. okay this guy started kicking his door and then he saw yeah here it is this guy Fucking good beard, and then he sees the camera. Oh shit! And he's out of there. Twenty-five hundred bucks. Anybody can find me. This guy says Dana White. He's got a security going off in his face, or he needs to tighten up the the wires to the porch light. Yeah, right. One or the other. I have a neighbor across the lake who needs to figure that the fuck out because it seems like they're always in distress. Okay. <laughs> okay. This thing's flashing. Like, figure your light out, please. Jesus Christ. Like, is everything okay? Like, first time I saw it, I'm like, am I supposed to call the police? Yeah. Because this light is going on and off. Mm-hmm. Like, is this a sign that something's wrong? Yeah. I think it is, right? Yeah. Well, it has to be. Yeah, Normally. The, the yeah. Titanic didn't have any of those color fireworks or the Lusitania would have rescued him. All right. Of True. course. Yep. And you're right. And hopefully they find that guy. They do. Ah, it's going to be tough. And they will. Anyways, Diane Rossini posted on X. Today is deadline day for the Colts running back Jonathan Taylor to find a trade partner. While there are interested teams, sources tell The Athletic, I'm told as right now the Colts have not been presented with a significant offer. There is still... Time. So this contradicts Stephen Holder's report, where there were yeah. six teams interested, two teams already made deals, and seemingly already out there. Diane Rossini now, senior NFL insider for The Athletic. Congrats to her. We did think that we were going to be able to... Yeah. You know, that was like... Uh, mm-hmm. A thought for sure. We were pumped about it. Very. Big fans of Diane Rossini. Obviously, we've had her on the show a few times, numerous times. She carried us through a couple months during COVID. Yeah. So The Athletic got an absolute weapon there. They're saying there's no trade partner, but I don't think the significant offer thing... I mean, Mike Florio kind of alluded to it. I think they're going to be trying to get him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, now, that sucks if we don't get a weapon in return mm-hmm. or a good pick in return. Yeah. There's certainly going to be cause for, this is a terrible trade. You got bamboozled. You stink if you're just talking Jim. player for player, if you're talking about that. But whenever you're talking about building a culture, player as an anchor, best player, a lot of people are going to follow this guy. Don't need it. Can't have it. Well, you going to pay him? Jim doesn't feel like he's going to pay him. So what's the only other option? Keep I guess you got to kind of yeah. let him go. Nah. You have to. There's no way they're going to keep him in that. Position. No, they can't. Unless they if pay. Jim unless they don't s- get the money. I mean, don't get what he want in return. 
he is not leaving there. Yeah, but Jim's like a football guy, I think. You know, the body up, language, too. The body language was so terrible. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think he'd come back. Grew up in a locker room, Jim Irsay. Yep. Like, understands, like, what a team has to be. Sure. Understands what we have in Anthony Richardson, too. Like, mm-hmm. this guy is a lightning rod. Like, everybody follows him. Everybody's excited for him. And then you got your best player, most popular player, just miserable while this entire culture is trying to take over. It's like, how long do you let that see? So unless there's a money answer, which I guess there could be a change of heart from Jim, I don't know if you need or want that guy while you're building a team. No way. And I understand 40s and everything like that or why and how teams win, but like so right now they're trying nothing? to – I don't know, bro. I think they get a running back from one of the teams they trade with. Like the Dolphins have two running backs that they can definitely use right now, Jeff Wilson and Mostert. And then if you go up to Chicago, you could probably get Herbert. And I even think like a team like Buffalo. Like Buffalo has James Cook, but it's really just going to be his first year as the guy. They have Damian Harris as their backup. That's a one-year rental, in which – is basically what you're doing with Jonathan Taylor if he sticks around. So I feel like some of those other offers, once they come out, it'll be kind of crazy to see what is being offered up to equate the first-round pick they asked. So I did say to Rappaport, rest in peace, mm-hmm. not because of us. Nope. No. Because he has a show at the literally the entire length of our show. That's mm-hmm. right. Even though I got attacked in the comments yesterday, I got attacked again. <laughs> oh, no, I have Rapp on first change, obviously. I told Rapp, though, I said, people are interested? He said, yeah, a lot of teams are interested. Is it like Brandon Bean calling, hey, heard you don't like your running back anymore? Hallie calling from the Eagles, yeah. hey, heard you. Yeah. Is that interested or like, hey, we'll sign him to a fucking $30 million deal mm-hmm. and we'll trade a number two like Christian McCaffrey and everything yeah. like that. Those are two very different interested. I guess it's being reported that somebody's interested, but actual interest is a different level. And journalists know that. Yeah. Yeah. Journalist that has been, you know, if there's no deal that happens right. and there's no offer, we've been led astray by people that have been saying that they know there's some interest. And once again, I have no inside information. These motherfuckers won't literally won't take my call mm-hmm. <laughs> because no. they know of this thing. <laughs> but it's like I do know how I feel as a diehard Colts fan, and I don't think I'm the only one. And joining us right now live from an attic in Ohio is a college football national champion. Whoa. A Super Bowl champion. What? A Ryder Cup winner. It's coming up. It is. Now, when he was there, the United States lost, probably because there's people like Victor Hovland overseas that are just absolute dogs on a golf course. This man's a father of 10, COVID survivor. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of Ohio, A.J. Hall. Ladies and gentlemen, there is uh, obviously a very handsome man that just joined the program. AJ, a lot of moves happening on this. You're not good enough for the NFL Kid Tuesday, okay? Uh, they, there's another <laughs> kicker trade. Will Lutz was sent to the Broncos from the Saints, them keeping Blake Group. Now the Patriots are oh. trading old solid Nick old Folk old. to the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, Vrabes has seen what has happened whenever you miss some kicks and don't have a good kicker. Nick Folk is a guy who's going to command some respect around the league because for an incredibly long time, going way back, he's been able to kick through elements. He's been able to make big kicks. couple kickers on the move today, AJ. We're just getting started on this. You suck at football. Sorry about it, Tuesday. 
Yeah, well, kickers are on the move that were in kicking competitions, correct, in camp, and so they go to they were going to stick with the young guy, trade the old guy. Is that what's happening? Well, that happened yesterday too with the Chargers. The Chargers mm-hmm. to the Browns. Dustin yeah. Hopkins, old guy. Cameron Dicker, younger guy. They send Cameron Dicker or uh, Dustin Hopkins to the Browns. Will Lutz to the Broncos, old guy. Yeah, mate. Oh, you're saying money? Uh, what you're saying? Oh, uh, you know, like they they try to do that with every position in, in football. There's somebody younger that is similar that they think, yeah, of course. When are the kickers and punters going to get on a Zoom call? That's a good question. They, need to. they should do that soon. And John Jones. It worked for the running backs. We talked to Dalvin Cook. He said, yeah, nothing really got answered, but we went in there. You know, the kickers. <laughs> good combo. <laughs> the kickers and punters will be able to, you know, kind of maybe hold things together and change it all. But, AJ, I started off the show with saying, like, although this is a sad day for a lot of guys, this is also a great day for other people that are experiencing their lifelong dream and also a team coming together. For the first time this year, where it's really like, this is us. We aren't this. We are this now. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful day as well, AJ. And I think professional sports, being a true meritocracy, kind of brings it all together. And today's like, today have to happen. And uh, bummer, but also awesome. I'm kind of torn here on this, you suck at football, you can't make our team Tuesday. Well, that's, the, that's what sucks about it, is it. It's such a great opportunity for the people that do realize their dream and make a team. Like, Unfortunately, that has to be the downside that so many people do get cut, and you mm. some of them might never play football again. Like the, it's pretty, it's pretty grim when you think about that. Like today is the day that that happens to a lot of people, but it's also awesome opportunities for the other guys too. So once you go back and you have that first day of practice when it's the, the full cut down has already happened, it feels like nobody's left. It feels like you have ten players on the team when you show up to practice <laughs> and realize that we don't have ninety guys out here running around. It feels quiet. You know, mm. feels quiet, feels small, Weird, you know, yeah. because for the next week and a half, two weeks, even into like week two, week three, they're still piecing together what that roster is going to be. So you can be at lunch. You made the team go to a team or another meeting after <laughs> lunch and you're not, you never play. You're, you're not in the NFL. Get out. See ya. Sorry about it. Take a hike. You were good in college. Great in college. Got to an NFL yes. camp. You should be proud of yourself. Unbelievable. Yeah. You should be proud of yourself. High school, you're remarkable. Growing up, you were great. Mm-hmm. You had a great football life. Well, that being said, there's like 39-year-olds that will be able to run a 4-5-1 in this. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's not cut out for everybody. But that's why the NFL is absolutely great. Have you ever been released? No, you just got... Yes, I have. I've been released before. What happened? They just came in and said you weren't... That's the first time you ever heard you weren't uh, good enough, right? Well, it wasn't really I wasn't good enough. I got released because I had... Oh. Most shit going on. I've oh, never not yeah. been. Like, I've never got released because of my play. Oh, they're they're saying it's for what happens. Oh, oh got it. Yeah. Hey, can't have you, dude. Just yeah. yeah. Sorry. You know what's going you on. You get it. Good well, run, going Adam. in, you knew that was going to happen, though. Expected it. Self aware enough. Yeah. Okay. AJ, you ever get released? Yeah, many times. What? Many? What's that like? Green Bay. Green Bay. Cincy, and then Atlanta. So, yeah, everywhere I went. Okay, so the first time it happened, first time in your life, obviously Centerville, he had like. I think he had 300 yards rushing and like yep. 30 tackles in one the same game. Yeah, and then he, <laughs> I think he had 38 tackles in a different game too. Two times, I think. Twice, twice yep. he had yep. that. So like you're talking about <laughs> yeah. one of the greatest high school football players <laughs> ever. ever. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to Ohio State, wins a national championship. Yeah, number five overall pick. Heisman. Whoa, almost Heisman. Almost a high sixth in the Heisman voting. He was like a three-time first-team All-American. Goes becomes the all-time leading tackler for the one of the oldest teams in history. Yeah. And then you're literally told like, "Hey, we don't want you." That, I don't want to visit terrible things, but that's kind of what today is. It's good. It's all part. It's what makes everything all everything even better. Like the, the fact that 
you've gone through things like that. Like it makes everything better, I believe. What I'm glad f- that I was able to feel, I was glad I was able to experience other organ- two other organizations as well because I love everything about Green Bay. But I also loved Cincinnati. I loved Atlanta. I really did. Okay, so that was a little bit of the silver lining. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. I get to see what happens in other places. Yeah. But that moment of being – that's the first time you've ever been told your football yeah. is not good enough for you, right? No, that's definitely not – I mean, I have been cut before, I guess, but I've definitely been benched, been taken out, been said, yeah, it's not good enough. So it wasn't my first time, but I also was always realistic. From the day I was drafted, I – you know, like, hey, I felt like I was getting cut or I could fall down the stairs and break my leg and I'd be done for life. Like, I was always – New, like, hey, it's there's a thin line. Like, it's not like this thing is fragile. You got to take care of it. You got to figure it out. You're you're a hilarious human being. That is probably how he acted. Yeah, that's absurd. You know what I mean? That's why he went in to sign his contract after working out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wait, I, no, it's because my signed? contract wasn't done until my workout group was done. So then they said, okay, you can come sign. Is it a sign X? <laughs> a sign X? Is this my deal? I gotta get back and do some tries. You were just second barbarian. <laughs> mm-hmm. he? Oh, yeah. They got oh, benched yeah. against the Eagles. Yeah, because he wasn't fast enough for Michael Vick. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I pretty fast. That. Yeah, very. I agree. Nobody yeah. was fast enough for no. him. You certainly were. Not on that roster. Definitely not. Get him out of here. Yeah. It's a bad day, not a cool day. You know, a lot of friends and family, too, who have talked about somebody being incredible. You know, like, uh, my boy. Yeah. Or yeah. Any, the kid I coached. Mm-hmm. My nephew. He's boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden it's like those people, I don't want to say don't reach out anymore, but there is a lot of people that are all of a sudden not in your life anymore because football isn't your main identity and being great at football is your main identity. So I understand that there's a lot of sadness that comes today, but has to happen for the NFL to remain great. It's an evil necessity. And if you're a GM, those conversations have to suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every one of them. I, it, would be, it would be really tough thinking like, oh, this is coming, this day is coming. But the good thing, though, for people that do get released, there's a lot of other, there's more options to play now with The Rock and the XFL and the USFL. Like, there's other places you can go play. Yeah. Well, he was always number 54. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. Do you think it's easier for, like, what, pets? AJ? <laughs> What do you mean? He was the 54th guy on the yeah. roster. Yeah. yeah. Always. Oh, then he's on the practice squad. So practice he can't, he's squad. making the practice squad then. Here we go. No, nah, but that wasn't what they did with yeah. Dwayne. No. Rock ain't a practice squad he was, the, Yeah, the, he the was 54. persona was too big to be. He practice. said, you're good, just not good enough. You're number 54 on this 53-man roster team. <laughs> so he wanted to look. That's why he bought the XFL. This is a true story. I don't know why we're acting <laughs> like this is not the case. Yes. Kept it, feeding people to people's elbow. Basically, the entire team said, "Hey, you can't do that. You can't make it in your league. I'll go create." It's fifteen yards every time. He bought his own league for everybody like him. Mm -hmm. And you are—I don't know what the official rule book is. I know the XFL created the kickoff practice rule. Yep. You know what I mean—the kickoff drill uh, Mm -hmm. rule. But I do think you—you are allowed to people's elbow people in the XFL. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of a perk of owning the league. So yeah, Yeah, I had a good point. This could be you guys. You could cut today. But it's hard for the players too, I would say, because you build a relationship with a lot of these guys in the in the locker room over these. What we've been together since April thirteenth, and we here today at September. I mean, whatever it is, August twenty eighth or 29th. Oh, you that's got there. Hey, you got there. That was that's incredible. A, I was excited to hear what the dates were that was going to come out of your mouth right there. That's a long time that you've built this time yeah. with Same. these guys working from six a.m. to six p.m. every day. So like. It's hard for some of the players because you'd be like, oh, man, I wish he didn't get released. Or then you have some guys that you think should have made it 
that didn't get a chance to make it just because of the number game. Or some guys that made it that you don't think should have made it. That, that right. lived in my world a lot with special teams. Joining us now is one of the greatest special teams guys of all time. Hell yeah. How many days away from NFL football are we? Nine days. To celebrate nine, it's our favorite nine. My favorite nine. A future Hall of Famer. I don't know how he isn't in already if it already... I guess it probably hasn't been five years. A dude that just made the Pro Bowl 45 times straight. You tell me if that's good. Got drafted incredibly high. Absolute dog. Texas boy. You know him from the Raiders and the Texans. Ladies and gentlemen, Shane Leckler. You look sweet. What's up, Pat? You look sweet. You look fucking sweet right now. You know that? I got my golf attire on, but it's too hot to play golf, man. This is ridiculous (laughs) down here right now. Oh, so it's business cash. Where are you at? What part of Texas? Oh, up in Austin. Oh, nice. Texas is real. It's 100, 107 here, I think, next week in Indy. I couldn't mm-hmm. even imagine what it is in Texas. You look the part. I don't know how the golf game is. I assume you're great. Uh, nine days away from NFL football. That's why. Why were you number nine, Shane? Do you know? Obviously, you know. Um, yeah. Whenever I got to drafted by the Raiders, I was number six in college. And um, <laughs> six was taken. So I was like, hey. Let's just flip it upside down. Okay. And that's so what happened. You punted for 18 <laughs> years in the NFL. And I don't know if I've ever asked you this straight up. It was always like folklore. You didn't punt a single ball any offseason. Is that accurate? 100% accurate. I, di- I didn't understand why if you were in training camp for 35 days or however long we were in it back then and back then it was two days you could kick twice a day if i couldn't figure it out in 30 days i was probably in the wrong deal i mean (laughs) i i fished i hunted i did everything you can ask the equipment guys in oakland janikowski my kicking shoes never came to texas after the last game of the year i left i didn't go back until training camp early in my career i had to come to the mandatory mini camp but that was really just to kind of be around. Mr. Davis was always cool about that. He was like, I don't really need you here, but I need to see you. So I'd come in and then I would leave. And then I would come back for the day before training camp started and go, oh, shit, am I going to figure this out today or tomorrow, next week? As long as it's before the second preseason game, I, was, I felt like I was all right. Yeah, and then you just go on to be a nine-time All-Pro uh, with the highest career average in the history of punting or whatever. <laughs> You're a fucking dog, dude. Not everybody can do that, obviously. You know that. Go ahead, AJ. Shane, I don't know how much college football you watch, but if you watch the punt game, a lot of them are doing this rugby punt kind of roll out left or right and bomb little wobblers down there for them. What do you think of that? And you think that's ever going to come to the NFL? Obviously, with releasing it won't with the rules. But. Yeah, I, I think I think with, <laughs> our, with the way we play the game in the NFL, I don't think it really can uh, in college, everybody can take off on the ball snap. So they don't really have to respect their blocking and all that stuff. And, and here, I mean, if you take off running and run to the side, right, you're going to eat that ball probably at least once a game. And Pat knows as well as I do, that's not okay. I mean, we can't, we can't afford a block punt, can't afford a tips punt, can't afford that anxious moment of, oh, shit, I just shanked one right out of bounds. Now, Pat did do – Pat ran around a little bit, but he stayed inside – Inside of his wings. Yeah, it's because I wasn't uh, a talented And that enough. was okay. He kind of tried to change that and hit that stupid little ball down there in the <laughs> corner or walk one way and duck hook one back the other. I loved playing against Pat because I could tell all the time he was like, oh, I'm going to one-up you. I'm going to one-up I'm like, you're going to dead pull one, dead hook one. Some of this game. 
<laughs> well, I enjoyed watching you. Obviously, I learned from watching. You and I had similar styles. We're going to swing as hard as we possibly can. Now, you did it a lot better than I did, but I do appreciate that you noticed that that was my style as well. Always had beers. Okay. What? Right. Always had good conversation. Always. You're a fucking legend. I want to let you know. I'm you're like your biggest fan. When are you going into the Hall of Fame? Why hasn't that happened yet? No, I don't know, man. Um, it is what it is. I mean, Ray had to wait forever. And, uh, you know, this is just my second year to be eligible. And I'm on the I'm on the list with the great Pat McAfee I saw. I so here we go. Did you see my reaction whenever I was told? I don't know if you saw it. It happened live. Uh, nominated. No. Dude, thank God you didn't see it. But literally, I said, uh, Shane Leckler should be going in long before me get my name out there. But if I'm nominated for the Hall of Fame one time, I'm saying that for the rest of my life. Yep. Yeah, I was nominated Hall of Fame, so I don't know what to tell you. Let's, let's go to a conversation you and I had before a game one time. You said, hey, have you played number 10 in Kansas City yet? You were talking about Tyreek Hill. You said you get, oh, God, yeah. You said you get the snap, you turn directly to your sideline, and you punt the ball into the fucking stakes. You don't even let <laughs> yep. that guy yep. touch the ball. Is your exact? Why is he different? And is there any guys you see now uh, that can maybe become a Tyreek Hill? I mean, there, there's going to be guys out there, but he has been so special. I mean, he was the kind of the next guy from. I mean, there's three of them. There's Dante Hall, Devin Hester, and Tyreek Hill. I don't know what else you want. That that is such a small uh, list of one. very threatening guys. You forgot one. And uh, I don't know when the next one's going to come around. <laughs> you forgot one. But I remember punting to Tyreek one time. <laughs> you, forgot you know one. how like, we start getting that rush off the end, and the guy gets behind us you forgot on the block. I can't hear you. And, uh, or tries to block it, goes behind us. By the time you look to find out where he is so you don't get ear holed, and then you look up, Tyreek is nowhere in sight of where your ball was actually landed. He's already 35 yards away from there. Now you got to find him. And he's small and fast as shit. You know that, man. It's like. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. I don't want to be in open field with him. Yeah, well, I think the way you hit balls also, just moon rock. I assume he was a little bit intimidated, but probably saw a lot of green pastures that thought of it as well. The the guy that was talking in the middle of that, Pac-Man Jones, he says he got a touchdown on you. He says he has one on you. Pac-Man. Pat, you better look up some. I got to see video on this. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Oh. Got to see video. I think it was when we played y'all. Same night uh, I got the touchdown caught on me, I think. I get the video. Who, uh, who was I with? Was Texas. I with Houston or Oakland? Houston. Oh, I don't remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm going to look it up. He said, Mate, how, did you, you didn't give up a Maybe. bunch or you did? No, I didn't give up a bunch. I know I gave up one in Jacksonville. Uh, whenever we set the net punting record that year, I gave up a punt return for a touchdown like 90 to somebody down there. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I gave up two in a row, and we still set the record. We would have shattered it by a long ways. And what were you? You were a quarterback, right, originally? And then you, like, kind of fell into punting? How'd you get into punting? Yeah, I went to college as a quarterback, yes. And uh, then, you know, I punted also in high school and kicked. And then I went to college as a quarterback. And I remember them just being so happy with Sean Terry, who was the punter there. I'm like, all right, if you guys are happy with, with that, I can do that. And um, so it just kind of took off, and I really didn't even pay attention to it until really going into my junior year. I was like, all right, let me see what these NFL guys are doing. And I remember I would sit on the couch with Dan Campbell, and we'd sit there, and I'd clock some guys like, man, I can do this. MCDC? We're talking about Motor City Dan Campbell? That was my college roommate, bro. Okay. Wow, Did wow. you know he was going to be an incredible head coach? This guy's fucking awesome. Yeah. It, 
I did. I knew he was going to be incredible from the day I met him. And we moved in. We lived together for two, two and a half years. And uh, the year we won, let's see, the Big 12 championship in 98, he, he kind of took over as a big-time leader for our team. He was a senior. And uh, I knew from then on if he ever got his shot, he was going to make it because – First of all, I don't know how Miami let him out of there after he became the interim and turned that thing into at least respectable for the last five, six games of the year while he was there. Thanks, then he went back to New Orleans, and now he's in Detroit. And I tell you, I'll be watching the Raiders and Detroit Lions this year. Dude, I think everybody's a fan of MCDC at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just from the first opening press conference, taking it on the shins from everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at this doofus. <laughs> Another big, dumb white guy gets a head coaching job. He says he's going to gnaw kneecap this guy? Okay. This guy's a better coach than blah, blah, blah. And now the NFL believes in him too, Shane. They got him opening night with the Chiefs. That's a big That's a big crowd that is going to see the brand new Lions. I love, I love that. Go ahead, AJ. Saying, bringing up Dan Campbell, I have so many questions. But what was he like as a player? When you got to watch him up close to personal practice and games, was he – I assume it's a version of what we see him at the podium and talking to his teammates. I'm guessing he was very intense. Hell, hell yeah. Yes, he, he was that that's him from his from his offseason workouts to the way he played the game, to the way he prepared for the game. Not so much the way he took care of himself after games, but like getting back into that Monday routine, <laughs> he was steady, steady, steady. And uh one of the greatest guys, men, stands for all the right things. I I have nothing but great things to say about that guy. I promise. I cannot say that I know anyone that was on that 98 team or even 97, 96 when we were all there together that did not respect him, his work ethic, and what he stood for. 1996, I was nine years old. You old fuck. uh, (laughs) Hey, he wouldn't be able to fit in that shirt. He is, huh? He's yoked. He is. He is. Are you working out loud? Do you do anything? What do you do? I well, I walked this morning. Does that count? You look good. Does it count? Yeah. You're not like you look good. I think personally. I mean, I, I thought about when you said, "Oh, you're going to start your keto stuff." Football season started. I tried it for through breakfast, and that, that I got off of it. <laughs> breakfast is the best part of it. I mean, eggs, a little bacon. Know, but, but now I'm going to go get a sandwich or something, and then it's over. <laughs> Connor has a question for you about that. Yeah, Shane, speaking of kind of, you know, food and nutrition, what was it like for you? Because you played 18 years in the NFL. Obviously, Pat has told stories before where, you know, maybe pre-2009, 2010, they didn't really take it serious. And then after that fact, you know, it became a uh, pretty big point of teams to kind of uniquely create their, you know, meals for each player. And then with that being said, was it even harder for you being a vegan person from Texas to kind of be able to have the same food as everyone else? I see that stuff really didn't come into play until I was already in Houston. And uh, granted, I already been with the Raiders for 13 years. I mean, as long as I made weight on Wednesday, whatever. And that's the only thing that mattered. And, uh, you know, you had big guys on our team. Our scale in the where we weighed in it was right by the locker room, and it was an electric electric one, a little box on the wall, just just in the sheetrock. So we had guys that would always fail their their way in. I'll get to the nutrition part in a second, but this is a funny story. Yes. So I had guys like Barrett Barrett Robbins, Mo Collins, Lincoln Kennedy. You remember the Raider offense oh. line back then? They were like four hundred pounds. Everyone. So. Instead of not passing the weigh-in, 
they would just rip the scale off the wall and buy a new one. It was way cheaper for them to just buy a new scale instead of having to sit there waiting and pay the fine every week. So can't be overweight I, if they can't weigh you. Yeah. Right? What are we talking yeah. about? Which people are talking about putting their thumb on the thing. Okay. People are talking about distracting the thing. Let's just fucking break this. How many they got? That is awesome. That's the most Raiders thing yep. I have heard in so long. Jesus, that's brilliant. Yeah, so then I got to Houston, and we had this nutritionist, and they met with each of us. And I was like, how long have you been doing this nutrition stuff? And he was like, three years. I said, well, I've been punting in the National Football League for 13. I'm doing fine. Don't tell me which line to get in, which recovery shake to get in or to eat, how to treat myself, because this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to come in, I'm going to kick, and I'm going to work out when he asks me to work out. Okay. I'm probably going to have a burger and four to six beers after practice, and I'm done. And I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> and once the ball stops flying, cut me. Okay? Until then, cut me. we got nothing. Uh, speaking of, uh, this question is kind of like a pretty topical question with the cut day happening right now. Obviously, you're on yeah. two different teams. And I think as a guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, in my eyes, greatest of all time whenever you're talking about bombing pigskins there was there any moments where somebody told you you weren't good enough and how do you feel about the cut day today as a overall thought as a special teamer because i kept my eyes on who we were keeping like yeah. i was very very interested in who was going to be my guys at the bottom of the roster what is your thoughts on cut day and were you ever cut i guess um yeah you know like cut cut day was always just I, I tried to stay out of the locker room just because I, I respected the guys that were getting released. I didn't want to be there and they're like, oh, yeah, he's looking at me and this and that. Yeah, I'm packing a box or shit. Most places, they just give you a giant trash bag and they put it in your locker and you just fill it up and walk out like Santa Claus with it hanging over your shoulder, you know, and it's not – I think it's a terrible thing. Um, and and I, I was on a little bit hearing you guys talk um, – and it was always like, dang, I can't believe he got cut or dang, I can't believe he made it. But how about that guy that got cut? You didn't even know until about the next weekend. You're like, hey, where is he? And then you're like, shit, they cut him. I didn't even know. <laughs> We're 32. You know I, I hung out with him. Yeah, that's a funny thing. Where's 32? But, uh, he was flying I around. Going into, my last, going into my last preseason game with the Raiders, I was getting a bad vibe. I was having a good camp, but they were keeping the young kid. I knew they were. I was having a good camp, and I was, like, in the middle of, like, contemplating, do I retire? That's whenever I think it was – hell, you got all the phone calls too, Pat. Was it, what Minnesota was needing somebody bad at the moment. So I was like, oh, man, I don't feel like going to Minnesota. <laughs> I'm already home finally. Let me just – am I going to retire? What am I going to do? Well, I called Bill O'Brien. I said, Bill, I need you to come to my hotel room. We need, we need to talk about this. He's already like, I'm halfway on my way home. I said, I, well, I'll see you at the hotel room in just a minute, right? You're going to come back. And he came in there and we talked and he was like, Shane, we love you, but we are going to go with the young guy. I said, it doesn't matter what I do tomorrow. And he goes, no, it really, it really doesn't. Well, I go out there and the young guy shanks two balls like directly out of bounds. And I go 55, 64, 51 or something like that. Good, yeah. And my last ball I hit – was like 55, and I was like, you know what? I think I got a little. As bit. I'm leaving the sideline, I forgot who I told. I was like, I was going to retire after this year, but if this is my last ball, 
I'm going to try to hit the best ball I can. And it was okay. It was like 54 on the numbers where they wanted it, but I really wanted a nuke one because I was backed up. <laughs> I want to hit one like the old school Raider days where it just goes in the end zone and who cares about touchbacks. Marquette was the uh, young yeah, guy? Yeah, so I was released. Is that Marquette? Uh, he, Trevor. Trevor uh, from Tennessee. Trevor, whatever. He only lasted four games, and they cut him right after four games. They released him. Yeah, it sounds like you weren't real- bitter at all. Yeah, no. sounds like you weren't. They brought a guy in. I Something happened to my leg. Uh, yeah, yeah. Still wish you, yeah. That's why we're doing this now. Hell yeah. I appreciate you. That was at Houston. That happened. Yeah, yeah. With the Raiders, they didn't – that wasn't really bittersweet. The Raiders – you know how when you're at the pro, you were at you were at one place the whole time. So the Texans come coach me in the Pro Bowl, and I'm like, "Hey, Rick, listen, man, I would love to come home any chance I get. You know, my contract was up. I just signed the big one. And I finished that whole contract out with the Raiders. Al Davis had passed away, so like I was like, man, I loved playing for Al, and I probably would have been back if Al was still there." But I had the opportunity to go home and and keep my kids in the same school all year, not just be in Oakland during the fall and then in the spring be in Houston and flip-flopping them back and forth the whole time. So I had a chance to come home. And, you know, the year before I got there, they were like 12 and 4. And then we were 4 and 12 when I got there. Well, that's because, you know, welcome to our house. You know what I mean? The Colts, we just – yeah. We do everything, you know. Um, I'll never forget the little stupid little kickoff you recovered right there in front of us. I'm like, right in your face, dude. That was right. <laughs> hey, that was yeah, right in yeah. your fucking face. That was awesome. <laughs> that was so much fun. That was so much fun. Uh, that place is loud, dude. Houston. I don't think the their fans get enough credit. They don't for how loud it is down there. That place on th- against us, it's it loud. felt like it was loud every single time. Boy, it got quiet quick. That was awesome. <laughs> I mean, that was that was an absolute blast. What a team. What a time. What a day. What a life. Uh, now, Ty has a question for you about the two, Houston and Oakland. Yeah, Shane, just curious. Uh, I always thought it was weird. I mean, like, obviously, you know, you when you do it enough, it, it probably doesn't make as big of a deal. But, like, was it ever difficult punting on that fucking baseball field when you were in Oakland? Like, did you ever have any weird run-ins with, like, the, the dirt and all that kind of shit? And, obviously, you were good for so long. Do you feel like you got better when you actually got to Houston and, like, it was a more controlled and easier environment to punt in? I, I feel like I got – the, the areas that would really screw with you is if your plant foot was going to land, land on the seam. So, like, if you, you know, like all of us that have done it for so long, Pat, myself, a bunch of guys, you know where your plant foot's going to be. And so you either cheated a yard, usually cheat it up and just get it off quicker. You would never want to take a yard off your average by backing up a yard. Bingo. Always up moving up. Get it off. Yeah, but, always uh, up. Stealing. Stealing. Yeah, you know, always, always scoot up when in doubt. And, um, just get it off quicker. So that part kind of bugged me. I don't think it, it didn't bother me as much as it did the kickers. Now, where the, it did bother me, and Pat, I think, Pat, you held out there before, right? In yeah. Oakland on the dirt? Yes. The ball spins yeah. fast. Like you say, if you don't catch laces right and you spin it, the ball's like hauling ass like a top in your hand. You're like, shit, where'd the laces go? And then you get them back and you got Janikowski yelling at you like a – Gorilla on his way to kick. <laughs> oh! Dude, stop! I'll get it there. 
He's like, oh, come on, man. Tone actually has a question about the, exactly that. Yeah, I mean, speaking of, of Seabass, you guys together were just one of the most dynamic duos as far as kicking was ever concerned. You think there's, I think you think you guys are at the top of the list as far as a kicking tandem uh, <clears throat> that can uh, drink? <clears throat> uh, in the last part, 100%. We win. Uh, hands down. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, 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 probably. Are you saying Vinny could go? Vinny can. I don't know if he's going as much as Seabass, though. <laughs> and Shane is like a professional. He's drinking six beers after practice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're definitely going to. Yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. No I mean, I, I know, I know. you know, Pat and I probably could, could hang out pretty evenly. There's not many people in this world that can run with Seabass. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome, huh? Still? Oh my gosh, he's a beauty. One of my favorite teammates ever. I mean, he just did he just didn't get he was great and he didn't give a shit what anybody thought about him. And I could respect that so much because you know us, we're like, oh God, look who's that coach is pissed off at me. This coach is pissed off at me. He didn't care. He told I mean, me. we had moments where there was a special teams coach in Oakland that he did not like. And I didn't like him either. We there was there was not a lot of respect there. Me and him, we kind of missed curfew in Napa one night, and we kind of got caught. And he said he wouldn't tell anybody. Next thing you know, he told them right away. And so we go out. We hear about it before the field goal session and practice. And so we're in team, field goal. And Seabass, like, points to the left. And I hold the ball, and he misses about a foot outside the left upright. He backs up, kicks again. He's points to his right, misses about a foot outside the right. He missed by a foot on each side that he pointed at every time and did not make one on purpose just to piss off everybody after that. Love that. Love it. Hey, Rat, yeah, this is what you're dealing with here. Let me just go ahead and tell you yep. exactly where I'm putting this. You keep your mouth shut. If we're late at Napa, sue us. Yeah. I'm Janikowski. Yeah. That's Shane Leck. You put us in wine country. What do you want from yeah. us? I, what a place to do training camp. I couldn't imagine. Oh, no, it, was, it was unbelievable. I mean, uh, I'm not a big wine drinker, but – there was plenty of it, and it was offered to us all the time and great golf courses to go play in between practices or after practice. Or during. And it was fun, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Pac-Man. Pac-Man's got one for you, Shane. Shane, I see how you hold that Raiders hat up. Um, how was your relationship with Al Davis, and um, how did you like playing for him? I loved Al. I, I really did. Uh, we hit it off pretty early. Uh, he's an intimidating person for sure when you when you first meet him. But when you get to know him and how much he cares about the NFL and uh, the direction it's going, and he always did vote against a lot of stuff that the league was trying to pass. But I respected him so much. He was actually a player's owner. And if you can watch through all of our drafts, you can tell that because I think I went through, while Al was alive, I went through seven or eight head coaches in 13 years. And he kind of ran the draft, so if if you uh, if you were drafted by him, you were going to get a shot. And he's going to figure out that maybe that coach just can't coach you. We'll get another coach to coach you, but we're going to give you the, you know a shot. That's just how he rolled. But when Al passed away, man, you know, and they got the lighting of the torch that was mm-hmm. in the Coliseum in Oakland, and now they brought it over to, uh, or they have another one in Vegas, and just his the way he rolled out there on the sideline in his white jumpsuit, pinky ring, a gold chain hanging from his glasses that went around his neck, you know, and I was like, I love that man. Yeah, and you it's funny to hear you say, like, he was a player owner. Like, it's not your fault you guys stink. 
It's got to be this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get him out of here for you. We're going to bring in the next answer for you. And then another one. Nah, I'm sorry, boys. I'm going to get it. You guys are too good at football to suck. This has to be over here. I don't know how often that's going to happen ever again. One of one. Everybody that talks about him speaks of him the exact same way. And everybody says, you should have met him. Or should have met him. You would have loved him. Uh, just like you. I love you, pal. I appreciate you taking time. Enjoy your life out there, pal. Will do, Pat. Let's get together soon. Sorry I missed you when I was in, in Indy. We just had the girls had softball tournament and it just the schedule just didn't work out. I'll catch up with you soon. Um anyway, good luck on game day too this year. Hey, thank you. What you say? Hey, I got like forty five people gonna show up at your fucking work tomorrow morning, eight AM. And then what you text me at like eleven AM that. I know, but then the game got rescheduled because of that rain we had, and then it all just blew up and didn't make it. A couple of beers, yeah. I get what? It. What? Things are going to happen. It's, it's what, yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> Old dog, same tricks. You're the man, ladies and gentlemen. Future Hall of Famer, Shane Leckler. Yeah, He was so good, dude. Yeah, yeah He what? just murdered footballs. So Al Davis would draft every guy that yep. ran a 4-2. So yep. those guys not that good at football sometimes, just put them on special teams. Mm-hmm. And their offense wasn't great all the time, so he had a full field. So he would just murder these balls. And then everybody with four twos would just shoom, 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 down the field. It was it was, it was was an electrifying play to watch. What's that? You got one of them. Darius Hayward Bay. DHB, yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on special teams at the Raiders. No, 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 no. 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 But certainly did say, hey, let's, uh, let's maybe benefit from the way that Davis is draft over here in yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah. You see, this guy's the fastest guy. That's why they drafted him. He's no longer there. Is there any way you would play Gunner? Anything for the team. Really, you were like number six overall pick. You, you sure. really, anything for the team. I'm like, I love you, DHB. Hey, Tom McMahon, this fucking guy who runs a 4-2 said he wants to play yeah. Gunner. Can we put him out there? Can't put yeah. him out there, buddy. He's drafted too high. No way. I'm like, can we, yeah. you want me to go over your head right now? <laughs> or what do we, Find out. what do we do? He just said he would. And then Tom McMahon pitches it. And then all of a sudden we have DHB out there. And it's like, holy fuck, we got a 4-2 guy. This is a whole different ball game. Make it this, easy on you. This is a lot of fun. I'm going to put it on that half of the field. Mm-hmm. You just run your fucking ass off. We'll just get fair catches the entire time. Then we play Pac-Man Jones. And, oh. you know, Pac-Man doesn't fair catch. Also, I, Shane says that ain't true, that you took one back on him. Uh, I'm, I'm going to find it. Cool. Pretty crazy. I don't know if I remember who took him back on me. That's a memory you just Wipe away. get rid of. Yeah, you try not to think about. Yeah, there's only one I can think of. Edelman took one. Mm-hmm. Amendola got me, too. It's not really? on the punter though. It's not like it's on. It's not like it's yours. It's sometimes. not like Shane's. It depends on if he don't yeah, put sometimes. no help under it. Yeah, it, you kick still someone should trip him up. Someone's got to trip him up eventually. You would hope that somebody would help you. You know, like that's kind of what sports are. Like one person lifting a team sports. Yeah, team lifting up another person. One person doesn't do great. Hey, your teammate got your back. You know, and if that doesn't happen, it's a complete collapse. That's why it's hard to blame one person for anything, yeah. basically, in team sports. But people certainly do. You would hope somebody would trip somebody up. But if I hit a shit, you know, like, for instance, in the in the Super Bowl, <laughs> that ball was not supposed to go the direction it went. That ball had no hang time. So all the people that could help you are in out of position already, and you're kind of sitting on it. And then old cuzzy uh, Tony mm-hmm. takes it all the way back to like the 20 and then yeah. Patrick Mahomes scores the game winner. It's like yeah. that type of stuff can change can really change the game. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ooh. He was in Oakland. Get your yep. ass up. That, so close. Hey, that might have been the year where him and Seabass were having a tough time staying out of the wineries. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, who was that coach? Pew, pew. The special teams coach? Yeah. 
I'm sure we can figure it out. If we I'm had sure to. he had 10 different special teams coaches, didn't he? Yeah. I also I, just found Pac. You did fair catch a ball. Whoa. I mean, oh, guess who? This says, the article says, Adam Jones' non-fair catch streak ends after 73 games, 8 season, and 96 points. Well, to who? 73 games, bro. I must got smacked that play before that. Yeah, but who who, yeah, who, 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 who got you? Who got you? That's a fucking, they need to put that ball on a wall. Oh, yeah. the Eagles. That's a mantle. Eagles. Is that snow? Oh, no, sorry. That's when it began. Oh, was that Sav Roka, I guess, when it started? Probably one of you. He was like 6'5", 6'6". Well, 260 pounds. Hands oh. the size of this fucking football. Freak. That was my first preseason game. First preseason game, I just got oh. on. I go in and shake his fucking hand, and it's just, what is this? Engulfs you. It's the Michael Jordan of Aussie Rules football. I'm like, well, I'm fucking a dumbass that doesn't know how to punt. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm in the wrong league. You going to help me? I don't know if I'm the right guy here. It looks like this punter went into the game. Michael Keenan or something like that. And he, he said leg. he said he was just going to hit as high as he can. None of them went more than 42 yards. Just hit him as high as he could. And, and I mean, we all could have done that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to break the streak. Must have been a bad team. Out of bounds. Yeah, it must have been a bad team if this guy's just breaking fucking the streak. Prick. Why didn't you ask that question to Shane? Hey, why didn't you just punt out of bounds every time? I, I, was, about, I was legit going to. I was going to ask him. I didn't Because when I pointed to you there, I thought you did a cool, casual. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I wouldn't say. No, I was curious about that. And like when he was mentioning the – Raiders roster when he first got there, like those are some Legends. legendary characters that played football. Barrett oh. Robbins was the guy that went AWOL the night before the Super Bowl. Bro. Oh, yeah. Broke <laughs> the scale. Yeah. What's yeah. We, Are we all heavy? Market. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. we're all heavy. Overall. All right, this thing's got to go then. <laughs> what? That's amazing. You just destroyed. What are they going to sue us? Five, 5,000 bucks? Cool. How much are you over? How much are you over? How much are you over? 10 pounds. That's. Fifty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. So, just simple math here, boys. We're yeah. yeah. I love that. I am so incredibly embarrassed for the AQ Shipleys of the world who did not think of this. Yep. AQ Shipleys drinking that uh, that colonic juice. Yeah. That makes you shit. Juice that makes you poop the night mm-hmm. before these weigh-ins, so he can lose twelve pounds or whatever and get on that scale. Ugh. Like he's a UFC fighter, yeah. and then get off his go. Thank you, and then I just right back until next Thursday. Hey, AQ, why didn't you just break the scale? Kind of cool. kind of embarrassing for him. That is embarrassing. Well, I mean, guys, this cut him a break. He's the dumbest person we know. Whoa! Can we Facetime this? him, please? <laughs> I, 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 How are we going to expect this from? Please, I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm kind of embarrassed for him, honestly. I saw guys used to load up the scale, distract the coach, load the scale up, and re like and zero it again. So hey, we got an extra four and a half pounds or whatever. That's it. not too much. Not too much. Not <laughs> yeah. too much. <laughs> too much. That was like the coach common. doesn't know too. They think the coach doesn't know. What, what's the like, biggest fine you seen for that? I don't remember. Ooh. There was a guy. What's this guy? Ladies and gentlemen, joining that? us now, a uh, man <laughs> who did not think of yep. just breaking the scale. Instead, he just chugged colonic juice the night before. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, A.Q. Shipley. Hey, A.Q., looks like you got good service. We appreciate you for that. Uh, going into the shipyard, respect. Let's get this work in. You look great. You look good. We're live. Can you hear us? No. What's his problem? You're Can you on, hear me? You're on the show right now. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Hey, good to see you, dude. Good to see you. Thank you. Can't hear you. You can't hear me. Bag. I want to see him kick the bag again. Can't hear you. Can't hear me at all. This guy. Can you hear me? All right. You got what, me. Hey, back. What did I say? I Let's told you he's back. a dipshit. He wouldn't be able to figure it out. Let's call him back. 
Call him back. <laughs> I tried to tell you guys, him and Mitt are playing Words of Friends during the day. Who do you think is winning? <laughs> Who is winning that? I, I think neither. Remember what? Mick got a 3,200 or something like that? What is the? Yeah, I, got a, I think like a 33 on his ACT. Yeah. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, Whoa. is the man who did not get a 33 on the ACT, AQ Shipley. Yeah. Thank you. Can you hear us, AQ? Yes, sir. Hey, good to see you. You look incredibly fit. You look like you got a good jawline. Your head looks smaller. The body, you look really good. Wow. You look We're good. back. We're getting back. Now, you're super disciplined with your fitness and your eating routine right mm-hmm. now. You told me about the other day. Sounds impossible, but I'm happy it's working for you. A lot of prep, a lot of time. It's paying off. You're in fight camp all the time. There was a time in our lives where that was not the case. You see, you see everything. And then you would also drink everything. And then all of a sudden, we'd have a weigh-in on Thursday. Shane Leckler just broke down a story about how back in the good old days of the Oakland Raiders, the offensive linemen would just break the scale. And just take it out and say, that is going to cost less to fix than the fine we would all get. I'm embarrassed that you never thought of that. That is something you should have thought of. genius move. Genius. That's a genius move. I was a lot more fun when I ate and drank everything, too. God, I'm miserable right now. Are you really? (laughs) You turning for an Iron Man or what? I think my wife hates me right now. She tells me (laughs) I'm lame. She tells... What was that? That was Tony. That was Tony. Tony. That was Tony. That was Tony. You know, Tom is pointing out how your wife, yeah, obviously she hates. Not you. Well. It's not new. Yeah, that's not new. You're right. <laughs> this is marriage. That's how this goes. That's, I think. That's how it goes. But with that being said, you're not even having wine or anything, whiskey, vodka. Went to uh, Coronado the whole month of July. I had three drunk, three drinks the whole month. Jesus. Mm. Why you What's going on? What are you training for? What's your problem, yeah, okay. You're in a cult? Well, AJ, I well got congratulations, the- actually. Wait, 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 wait. We're supposed to. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yay. We're proud of you. Right? That's what yeah. we're supposed to do. It got to the point where I started looking at myself, and I, and, you know, I lost a bunch of weight whenever I got hurt in 20. And then I started looking at some pictures, and I got back to damn near my playing weight. I was like, I was close. I was like up to, back up to 290. And I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why do I need this weight? Let's do this thing. Let's get this thing off. So, I was 247 Jeez. this morning. God damn. Wow. Congratulations. And the booze, can't do any booze. Oh. That's the thing, can't do any booze. It slows down the... I'm doing it I'm doing it once a week, and when I do do it, it's just tequila. Tequila, soda, lime, so it's cleanest that you're putting in your body. Mm. Is that uh, Terramana? You... Mm? Why not? No, no. I mean, it, I don't really know. I just, Nothing. whenever I go out to dinner, give me... Tequila, well, tequila, soda, water, yep. done. Is this your life now, AQ? Is this a lifestyle now? And this is what you're doing? I hope so. I hope so. Oh, uh, that's seems a hard no. to sustain, doesn't it? We just heard it now. We, we, no. we just heard it now. Can you balance it out a little bit? Heard it. The goal is to get to 225. I'm running a half marathon in January. There it is. Wow. wow. AJ, good wow. question. Yes, AJ asked if you're like doing the world or the, what's that called? The super one? The Iron, Iron, Man. Iron Man. You're doing a half marathon? Where at? Arizona? Close. I'm doing a half marathon in Tempe, Arizona in January, and I'm pumped. I'm fired up. You're going to wear hokas out there, and what are you just keeping in these <laughs> moving? Smart. Is this what we're doing? We're just doing this for the whole thing? I'm just trying I'm just trying to finish, man. I just want to keep moving and finish, hopefully, like 10-minute miles. I don't care. I just want to, are yeah, you, are you 130 in a, minutes. That's the goal. Are you in fight camp right now still? <laughs> yeah, I boxed this morning. 
How do we do? Do we fucking lay Jay Glazer out? Fine, uh, once and for all. Careful. Hey, this is it, Jay. Oh, he's got a bad back I, now. I got a mean left hook. I got a mean left hook these days. Glazer don't come anymore. You know, he moved to L.A. He went big time. He's with the, he's with the tennis and twins. twins. Yep. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I've been following along. Yep, he's engaged. Right. He's loving what life. What is that? What does that mean? It's in the blue. That's his uh, fiance, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's twins. She got a yeah, twin sister. Twins, Basil. Twins. Hashtag tennis and twins. Check it out. It's on Jay's. What do you mean you're checking out? You don't follow Jay Glazer? I mean, Whoa. You, you think I could see everyone's yes. Instagram and Twitter? Jay. Uh, that guy's, yeah. yeah. Jay Glazer needs to be in your album, you're right. cuz. You're right. I'm doing the disservice what to Jay. I need to check it out. Jay Glazer, Gary V. Need him yeah, in the algo. I'm yep, talking favorite. to my phone right now. Jay Glazer, Gary V. Yep. Jay Glazer, Gary V. Got it for the next two years because mm-hmm. I just said that two times. Contact That's what you need to do. As well. I do, do you find it ironic, though, that once Jay Glazer leaves your guys' fight camp, he's happier than he's ever been? Have you thought about potentially leaving your fight camp oh. for a better life? It, it sounds like the right decision. I'm miserable right now. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what it is. And maybe it's because I'm not with you guys. I'm back, I'm back in a couple weeks, oh. though, boys. I can't wait. Yes, yeah. you are. Hell yes, yeah. you are. Oh, Hell yeah. Not with that attitude, though. You yeah. keep that fucking attitude in the desert. Uh-huh. You keep that thing in the desert. What's that, AJ? I don't know if this lifestyle is sustainable, but you look great. Yeah, look I, th- we all assume you're going to quit this. Yeah, we want you happy, happy yeah. and thin. That's right, happy and thin. Happy. Hey, half marathons, do more of them. Triathlons, yeah. man. Right. Sign up for all these things yeah. that really make you happy. Going I saw Phil do it. That, that, that intrigues me. Did Triathlon you? might be next. So I don't think yes. CFO Phil uh, did any swimming before he that. He didn't swim at all. And uh, that's impressive. And then just went out and did three quarters of a mile swimming. Yeah, he finished it though. I think his only thing was like just get back to land. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't in the. I I wasn't there obviously, but I think his plan going in was I'm gonna stay back. I'm gonna get out of the. Sure. I just I'm just gonna try to finish you. Make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? How about biking? You doing a peloton in there? Keep you thin. Yeah, I'm doing some uh, biking outside too. With Erlacher. I got a road bike. Yeah. I got a road bike. You with Erlacher out there? By the mines. No, but I, is that what he does? I should, I should oh, pick yeah. up with him. Oh, yeah. Like 6,000 miles a year or something like yep. that. He goes right down to the border, shuts it, yeah, exactly. bingo. and then rides Secures right back home. Yep. Yep. <laughs> More than that. But. All right, let's talk about something offensive line related. What up, hair lacquer, baby? Mm-hmm. Hi, baby. Mm-hmm. And Chris. Absolutely, that was the yeah, border uh-huh. patrol right. admiral that was with us. Yep. Fifty to hundred confirmed kills. <laughs> and he yeah. played no fucking games down there at Radio Row. None. Well, I had no idea what we signed up for. <laughs> no, no, no idea. glad we did though. Yeah, for, for sure, yeah. Yeah. I learned a lot right there. Almost had to, you know, send Gumpy to Mexico and have Chris. Yeah, know. Erlacher had ideas. Yeah, yeah I got a guy stuck. Yeah. I got ideas. I, he wasn't joking either. He was dead set on it. Just yeah. need a name tag. That's all we needed. Oh my god, Sicario. Hey, we beat the immigration. Yes, yeah. yeah. we did. Suck it, immigration. We did some politic. And hey, speaking of politic, and I want to ask you about something that happened to a player that you know very, very well. Obviously, this news came out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization that we didn't necessarily enjoy because we got a chance to meet this guy a couple of times. And you're talking about a football guy through and through. Ryan Jensen out for the year with an injury that he sustained early last year, probably done forever with his entire thing. Then a story comes out. He wanted to. Antigua to get stem cells for his knee. And then it was also reported that he didn't get surgery for his knee because he wanted to get back in time for the playoffs last year. So he didn't want to do a fully invasive surgery for his knee because he knew that he wouldn't be able to make it back. Seems like a lot's going on. Seems like his career is probably done, which is a bummer. The NFL is going to miss guys like Jensen in him whenever he's gone. 
I guess he is gone. What are your thoughts on this? How did we get here? And uh, what are the Bucks' offensive line look without Jensen's attitude? Yeah, it's a t- it was tough news. I mean, obviously, like I, uh, I kind of was catching pieces of it prior to the whole thing breaking, and I was like. You know, we talked about this last year when the whole thing happened. He decided not to get surgery. I mean, I think nine times out of ten when you decide not to get surgery, like the outcome isn't ever as clean as you think it's going to be. Now, will that will that surgery, if he would have had it, would that have helped? Who knows? I mean, that's we can play hearsay all we want. But at the end of the day, you know, he, he decided not to do it. And, you know, it ended up not responding the way that he did. Apparently, every time he went out, and did a practice, it blew up on him, whether it was in OTAs or whether it was in training camp. And, you know, that's it, just not a feasible way to play football. You can't just go out there and have your knee blow up with swelling every time you do any type of any type of work outside. And so from, from that standpoint, yeah, it does certainly seem like, you know, his career's over. It looks like it's going to be – he's going he's gonna to try and help out this year and then probably just kind of ride off. But he was he was a top five center in the league for a five, six-year period. He was probably the most fun center to watch in this league. I mean, he, he's – He's got a resume the second to none. He's made almost $100 million. I mean, what a career the guy had. I mean, he was a pro bowler. He was an all-pro. He won a Super Bowl and, Rich. you know, was an absolute dog. Pleasure to watch every time he turned on the tape. And he got paid, right? So we're all happy. We're all incredibly happy for him in his football life, but obviously much shorter, I think, than we all would appreciate. Go ahead, AJ. AQ, you ever tried uh, any of those stem cell treatments? I know people, I guess you leave the country because they can – they can give you more, I think, in one setting. That's what they – the restrictions right? in America he for whatever does. reason. Uh, is that, that what you heard, AJ? Is that what you No, heard? I've gotten stem cells shot into my knee multiple Whoa! times. Oh! Oh! What? Mm-hmm. I'm, I need to go to, like, Columbia or these places where I can see to get a bunch of them. See? Yeah. What, where'd see you do? Did you get it in Columbus, Ohio? They do stem cells? Yeah. Really? Wait, Columbia, the Midwest. You ever do this, AQ? You ever get the body done? A little uh, oil I, change? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Urban game. Stem cells? I, I have done stem cells in the knee as well after my ACL oh. surgery. And, and I think you're right. I mean, I think I think the whole premise is, is the FDA kind of screws up a lot of things in this country. Whoa! How you really feel? Look right, out. The presidential, why don't you... Why don't you go into the next presidential Welcome debate? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think <laughs> there's a whole reason why all these guys go to Germany, they go to Antigua, they go to Panama, they go to Tijuana, they go to all these places that have these stem cell clinics. And other because stuff. it's not as regulated and they're able to, I think like as AJ said, right? Like they're able to multiply the cells in a low oxygen setting and then now you're able to get 100,000 stem cells or 300,000 stem cells or millions of stem cells eating? or whatever versus what you're allowed to get in the what? U.S. So I think that's the whole reason behind it. You know a lot about that, AQ. Yeah. I've done a lot of research on it. I'm real interested well, in it. Feels like Does it hurt? How's it work? Yeah. So they just stick a big fat needle to, to pull blood, I would assume, right? That's what they do. They don't, they don't pull your blood. No. Oh, that's blood. No, they okay. just spot and spot inject, and then they can also do IV. But the IVs are what they get down in other countries because they can just, boom, just drill you with a ton of it, I guess. Are you guys going to do that together? Where are we going? Are we going to Columbia? <laughs> it made me feel better. Where are we going, could, AJ? If, I'm in. If it could, the only problem is I've gotten a shot in my knee, and it doesn't let magically regrow uh, cartilage, unfortunately. So it hasn't really changed that's, much for me. That's coming uh, out, though. I think there's a German doctor. I mean, that- yeah, they got a billion things. They, yeah, they say, we're going to grow your cartilage. Whoa. We're going to sew it in there. Like, yeah, good luck. Right. Come on. Well, it sounds like that's a little negativity on this Tuesday. and uh, It's just a lot of wear and tear if you try to think of your, think of your knees. You try oh, to put in new oh. cartilage, it's not going to stay. It might. Yeah, how do you know? 
I would well, try it. I'm up to just anything. To, just, anything. To, just to piggyback off what AJ's saying, apparently the cartilage thing's the issue with Jensen, and it didn't help there either. So he must be on to something. I think AJ's on to something here when it doesn't help the cartilage. Well, he, well, he got them in Tigua. He should have got to the Tijuana one. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's different – just like there's different you know, brands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Tijuana one's a cartilage brand. Yeah, right. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Catch a show while you're down there. Make sure you tell them. The Antigua one is the young – yeah. Exactly. Yeah, different regeneration. Yeah, make you look yep. younger. Adrenochrome. Make you lose weight. No Gibson. I don't think Adrenochrome is in. I mean, who knows? That's what I do. I mean, AQ knows so you much. You guys about. tell us. What do you think? <laughs> you got, is that the next conversation here? What a. Yeah. What do you think of that, AQ? I, I I don't I don't know much about Adrenochrome. I just know the elites take it. The elites do it. Who? Which ones? Who are they? Hillary does it, right? Right. Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Hillary who, Duff? You're a pig. You're an absolute pig. Okay, there's no reason for that. Look look how happy he is. Look how happy this guy is. He's so happy. Why, you just love that you just stirred the plot there. Do you want to say anybody from the other? How about Sleepy Joe? Do you want to be fair and say anybody from the others? Who's that guy that couldn't talk? What's his name? Oh, Mitch McConnell. McConnell. He's probably probably drinking from that thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's probably what they got him. Huh? Him and Prince Andrew. And they walked off. They gave him like a chalice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. So before we let you get out of here, we have to bring up one thing and one thing alone. Pac-Man Jones and I are going to be undefeated after week one of college football season because the West Virginia Mountaineers <laughs> are going into Happy Valley and they're doing the big dong dance Smell me. all over. You know that we are Pac- <laughs> people. And... How many points are you giving us for that game? Have you decided? 23, right? 42. No, we're not doing the line. I mean, you can't what? take the line. What? 20 and a half, bro. Right? 20 and a half, bro. You 20 and a half. Go money on it. First thing you do is check all the lines. Smart. Pac was listening. He read the book. It's in the book. Billy book. Yeah. It's in the book. book. You said they were going to the playoff. I saw something the other day. You had Kirk on. I think I think you said West Virginia was going to the playoff, which means you think they're going to win. So we'll just go money line, right? No, there's a 20 and a half point spread for a no reason. Point. I'm taking my emotions out of this. You yeah. and I yes. are just trying to do a friendly wager mm-hmm. with Pac-Man Jones in this. And here you are trying to take advantage of me. You're in this bad diet, this bad mood. What? You got all this bad energy radiating mm-hmm. from you. That's not good news for the Pens. I will take money line. Wow. Hey. Oh, wow. Yeah, I will. You know, with your toxic energy. Fl- what's that shirt there? Hey, what's the bet? What do we got? How feeble he looks. Got a USA sick. Bald Eagle shirt on. Love it. I love you. It's awesome. I absolutely love you. All right, by the time we talk next, we'll figure out what the bet is. Mm-hmm. Can be out here soon. Done. Can't wait. I can't wait. I'll, here, I'll be a nice guy. The line is going up. I'll give you guys 10 points. Oh. 10 and a half. It's pretty good. 14. 10 and a half it is. 14 and a half. Perfect. All right, we got 14. 10 and a half it is. 14 and a half. 14 and a half. Four, 13 and a half. 13 and a half, yeah. 10 and a half. I think we agreed on 10 and a half. We didn't know. We agreed no. on 14 and a half. Third. You were on 10 and a half. I, this is very nice of us to come 13 and a half. Well, we started on money line. We could have just, we could have just, my, my, my connection could have just went bad. We could have went out on money. Yeah, but I was just in the moment. You know, you, mm-hmm. we had to get through that segment to get to this particular one. It's seven bet points better than what the fucking books are giving you. That's right. Billy Walters, you're a winner. You're Billy come Walters. On. Right? Yeah. What was that tone? I just saw a jersey hanging in the background. How come your team's tanking? How come the Cardinals are tanking? Yeah, Cardinals, what's that all about? How bad is that? What are they doing? What are they doing over there? You're there. You tell us. Yeah. Well, they're trying to get the one and two pick next year, it looks like, right? So that's what everybody's saying, but mm-hmm. that's kind of an impossible thing to do in the NFL. I guess front offices can try to tank, but players and coaches aren't unless Gannon says, you know what? 
I'm not giving away who my starting quarterback is for week one. <laughs> Competitive genius. advantage for sure. It's a good, genius move. <laughs> genius. They've never seen. The NFL has never seen. Might, now, Ron Rivera-led uh, commander team might, maybe not. They have never seen something like Dobbs or Toon. Nope. Okay, so if you you're not, not. they got four quarters to figure out mm-hmm. Dobbs and Toon, and I, I don't know if they're going to be able to. Jack Del Rio doesn't know football good they enough. No, no. They got no. I love it. They look like it's real bad, but if in a year from now they do get the top two picks and they change the entire culture, you would assume it'd could be, be good. But are they ever going to do that in Arizona? Ah, uh, doubtful. This guy's a hater. I mean, he, remember he said he, the building was terrible before he, the report cards. He did. That's true. And then we got attacked for it. But anyway, so let's get. I was above. I was above the report cards. I was before that, right? Yeah, Free you were, report cards. You were kind of like a, a teaser to the report cards. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I don't know if these report cards are coming out, but I got some bad <laughs> news about Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's crop. Yep. Terrible. Terrible crop. Absolute crop. crop. The press room is the team meeting room, which is also the cafeteria, which is also our weight room. Yeah, so no job. Out. No job. It's gotten mm-hmm. better though. They said. It had to have, right? I mean, you were thinking yeah. if they run a sweeper, it would get yeah. better. Hard to get worse. More to sound like at the time. But Gannon's got him figured out. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Is Colt McCoy going to go somewhere else? What do we think? You tell us. I don't know. We'll talk to a guy here in like two minutes, actually. He'll yeah, everybody's clamoring to sign him. Yeah. Whoa. Everyone wants you, Colt. Really? No. What's going on here? Thank you, Ake. Someone, you. someone will. See you soon, Ake. Yeah, Thanks for just... Bringing your politics into our bullshit. Yeah. Boy, yeah. Smile, you. Thanks, thank you. Yeah, enjoy your life a little bit. Shit. Okay, you're alive. You're not dead. Wow. Nice <laughs> little rock song. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, it's cool it's song. Like riff. He, he knows a lot about stem cells, right? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder so who, he. Yeah. wonder who convinced Jensen to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to a break. We should investigate that a little further this year. Yeah, probably. Get to an answer. Do you think AQ was saying, yeah, you should do it? Or do you think he was saying, uh, let's get to surgery? I mean, he was second a second co- opinion, maybe. He was a coach. So, I mean, yeah. players listen to their coaches. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jensen will listen to AQ. Yeah. <laughs> on medical advice. Absolutely. <laughs> Certainly. That's what I'm doing. You should see his diet, dude. He said I'm miserable. No shit. He sent it over to me the <laughs> other day. The amount of prep this guy has to do. Oh. He's what doing meat, honey, and fruit. <laughs> okay, that's it. Any but, meat? Hey, hey, uh, red meat. Uh, is it always glazed in honey, or are you like a spoonful of honey? Uh, but there's a certain, I don't know how much. You got a certain amount of this, certain amount of this. Like, Where did he get it? He get it from some, some guru or what? The internet, yeah. He sent me the guy who created it, and I was watching it. I'm like, wow, this is a lot of commitment. And he's like, got me down 40 pounds. I'm like, I mean, a lot of commitment. He's down yeah. to 247. He's trying to get to 225. That's unbelievable. Yeah. He's going to get his ass beat in that fight camp. He keeps going. Do you work out with Liver King? Is that what's happening? So it's kind of like a Liver King oh. type operation he's got going on. There. Oh, oh, the nice. local honey, I guess, is a big deal. Local honey is great for your allergies. They start chugging at Various other health benefits. <laughs> well, AQ. Yeah. Looks great. All right, let's get to a break. Lombo's on the other side. He was supposed oh, to join oh. us seven minutes ago. Sorry about it, Lombo. We got into a full conversation about AQ Shipley not being smart enough to just break the scale. Right. During weigh-in days. Mm. What are we doing? Yep. What? They don't have a scale. They can't weigh us. Duh. Then we're not overweight. Pretty simple. One plus one. It was there. It's been there all the time. Yeah. It's, it's always, always there. there. <laughs> you think there's any guys weighing in heavy nowadays? Yeah. Yes. Come on, Pat. Just paying the fine. Come on. Whatever. Here we oh, go. I Give it to me. What was, it was like $450 a pound. Yeah. Yep. I wonder what it is now. It's got to be higher now. Might have happened with Kareem Hunt. When he came and got his, I think these guys, these today, 
are just in such like there's probably some OGs left around that still I don't know. I guess I shouldn't paint a broad brush because anytime I run into the like traditional football guys that are in the league, they always say like, "Hey, you always say like we're like vegans and stuff. We're not. Okay, <laughs> I'm still hammering beers, still doing that whole thing. It's like nice to know you still exist. Yeah, well, that you. is that is great to hear. We appreciate you. But I think these guys are more in tune with their body. Like way, yeah, from way a young more. age, no question. But I mean, there's still plenty of people eating Skittles and eating McDonald's every day with eight packs and doing great. Like, there's still those people out there. Yeah, but I think all those big guys that used to weigh in too heavy and, like, have fear, I don't know if that's as often. I assume some, it is. Some of them either haven't gotten bigger or doing what I keep doing, and which is trying to get small as they can get. Yeah, the retirement way can go one way or yep. the other. Yeah, it take mm-hmm. discipline, too. Yep. Yeah. Shh, Gotta I take your stem cells. That's right. that's right. I don't like when offensive linemen get too skinny. Makes me sad. Well, AQ is real. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was sad actually to talk to him. AQ is 15 pounds lighter than me right now. So it's weird because your head stays the same size, right? Yeah. But not really, though. Because yeah, it shrinks a little your bit. Your face might not, but if someone has a big head, you, you know, we know plenty of people that lost like 60 pounds and then all of a sudden yeah. their head is gigantic on their just a bobblehead. Yeah, they look like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what they look like. I was about to. Part yeah. the turtle. Bro, what are you? You You look like. Okay, you are. Thought so. Yep. Holy shit. I could toss you around right now. I think I could just throw you around. That ain't good. Oh, I bet. I bet you could. All right. AQ is going to get tried in here. Uh, For sure. If he's at 210 or whatever the fuck he's trying to get to. He's still like like country strong, though. I guarantee you that. I'm sure he is, but so are we. 210? That's crazy. I'm gonna be two. two. Is he getting out of two? You might, I could. I don't think I can slam him right now, dude. Pick you his, might can slam his I, He's not gonna right want to hear this now. because this was literally his spine. His spine, though, you can't. Yeah, I can't do it because yeah. it's fine. Yeah, be uh, he's not going. Right. But boy, oh boy, really fucking weeble out. He's gonna have. I mean, he's been in Bader's fight camp for a while already. Sure, sure, so yeah. he's got probably new slip, moves. slip, yeah, a couple holds. We see Tua doing that back roll. That's. Sweet. AQ's been. Well, this music is awesome. Yeah, it is. My computer's dead. This one. I think this was in uh, NASCAR 1998. Like if I had to. This computer's done. It's what been happened? a hell of a run. It's, it's just run. dead, dude. I don't know. It's been around like seven, eight years, bro. So many things spilled on it. So many. No. Celsius. This thing's made it through three different studios, yeah. including the ba- like, kind of a moment right now, I guess. Yeah, you've had that since the beginning. Thank you. Man. Save that thing. A long time. Yeah, save it. Put it on the shelf or something. Save it. I agree. You should smash it with a baseball bat. You don't get to do that very often. True. It's kind of fun. You're right. Throw it through the hoop. All your Throw servers. Through the yeah, hoop. Smash all your servers and computers and phones. What, another conspiracy yeah. theory right down the pipe here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Why don't you and AQ no just conspiracy. start doing just, your little... Just reporting facts. No conspiracies. What if I just Jeff Darlington? This that would be so awesome. Sick. All right, let's get to a break. <laughs> Michael Lombardi's on the other side. Can't wait to hear the news he breaks. It's going to be something. Oh, yeah. He's going to know something about some place, and he's just going to answer it. Yep. And we're there going to say, is. holy shit, Lumba, that is not. Yeah, I said it. Uh, dude, uh, somebody. Mm-hmm. Right? Over yeah. the weekend. Yesterday. Yes. Of <laughs> course. Can't wait for that. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. Take. This thing's done. This music's amazing. R-R-P. Great run. Yeah, it is. R.I.P. It does make. <laughs> Little twang. I hear the, the man north of Richmond. Yeah, mm-hmm. the rich man north of Richmond. Uh huh. A really bunch of assholes. Haven't <laughs> you heard that? Oh yeah, I've been told. Yep. You guys been listening to Zach Bryan? Yeah. People saying he's better than Morgan Wallen. Ooh, I don't know. Those people are wrong. He served our 
United States military. Oh, I didn't they, know that. I don't they know both if that has have, uh, to do with how he sings. Well, just you quickly took a shot at a. Well, I didn't American know. Hero. He did. I, I think know that information, bad. and like we always say with new information, I can change my opinion. But uh, you guys played a song yesterday, and it's stunk. Well, they both have. Thanks for your service, though. Yeah. Zach Bryan and Morgan Wallen have the thing where, uh, like, every song sounds just a little different, you know? So if you like one of them, you kind of like all. Yeah, it's the Florida Georgia Line method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's country in general. Whoa. As a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Post Malone, too. Post Post Malone's breaking in it. Yes. Every song that, you know, as soon as, like, the first two sounds come from the song, it's like, Post Malone's Uh, on this song. Post Malone's on this song. And by the way, I'll listen. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. He's great. That Zach Bryan guy, I think he's going to have to grow on me. I think I don't know if I'm necessarily yeah. his demo. Uh, I don't know if I'm the demo. Mm. Seems to be a little bit. Uh, I haven't really heard much of his. I know he's blowing up. I see him everywhere. I just haven't really everywhere. actually sat down and listened to it. Me but. neither. I haven't heard enough songs. Yeah. I've only listened to like four songs. No, and every one yeah. I'm like, I don't know. The if story's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool story how, how he's blowing up. But yeah, yeah. Agreed. Sure. Agreed. Happy for him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. American hero. Yep. It'll be a hard pass for me as well. But Jay Cutler <laughs> loves him. Okay, That's awesome. No Ed Sheeran on the play. I mean, Brock Lesnar. I like Ed Sheeran as well. Brock Lesnar. Awesome. Brock was on stage with him. I Brock? Like Ed Sheeran. Me too. Who's that, Brian? Like yeah. one of my favorites. Ed Sheeran's super Ed Sheeran. I thought he was that yeah. awesome. You got to be very talented. You look like him. You're going to have to be incredibly talented to make it in the music pop world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He, he is. is a little yeah, more pizzazz. He's got a lot of pizzazz, too. I found a love. Great tats. Yeah. He has a ton of hits. Tons of hits. Tons. Joining us now is a man who not only has a girth of knowledge in football, but also in business and life. A man who has done every single job that you could have imagined in both the media world and the football world. Ladies and gentlemen, Paisano, Michael Lombardi. Hello. Hello, guys. Yeah, I got a lot of girth. That's the problem. A lot of girth, yeah. No, knowledge. A girth of knowledge. Knowledge, knowledge. Yeah, a lot of girth. I don't know what you're doing. A lot of kids over there. I don't know what you're figuring out. But Lombo, let's dive right into it. You've been a general general manager in the NFL. Obviously, today is not a fun day, I'd assume. How does the day normally go for these 32 GMs? And are they telling everybody, you stink? Is that how (laughs) these convos go? And do you have any memories of any moments where it kind of fucked you up a little bit, too, where you're telling a guy he's probably not going to make it in the NFL ever and his football life is pretty much over? Yeah, you know, that that's always the hard part, right? But what you try to do is be honest with the players. Like, And if you're going to release a player, hey, I think you need to work on this. I think you need to work on that. But there's two things going on. There's the section of guys that maybe can't play in the league that you have to have a conversation with. And then there's the section of guys that, hey, you're going to be part of this roster. You may not be part of the active 45-man roster, but you're going to be part of our practice squad developmental roster, and you got to continue to get better. And so you've got those two conversations. Uh, one of the hardest days for me, I was at the 49ers and I was the Turk. And Coach Walsh never wanted to see any of the guys that got cut. So I had to do it all. So I went to this one kid's room. I can't look at from- mm. I can't look at it. It's going to kill me. What do you want me to do? That's hilarious. That's what Walsh said? No, no. He, he didn't want to. He wanted nothing to do. He wanted him out of the building. You know, that's it. So I went to this kid's room. I got him. He was. I thought he was really kind of perturbed. It was bothering him. I tried to soothe him. Can you? I mean, I was being really nice, trying to soothe him. We got him. He left. A month later, I'm driving. I'm on the road. I'm at I'm at Texas, and I'm going to go to Baylor University. And I'm listening to Paul Harvey in the car driving, and he tells the story of this poor kid who eventually couldn't make the team and committed suicide. I mean, it just ruined me forever. I mean, it was the hardest experience I've really ever had. 
And every time I went to release a player, I thought about that car ride as I was driving to the next school and about what this kid did and how his life was messed up. I think you have to be really sensitive to it. I did not know that. Uh, obviously, I apologize for bringing up something so incredibly devastating. I assume, obviously, to him, no. his family, and you. Like, that is something that you would have to think about forever. It's a part of the job, though, and this kind of goes back to, like, the opening of the show where – this is the first time a lot of these guys are hearing that they're not good. Like, hey, you're not good enough yeah. to be on this particular field. Like, when they're kids, hey, this is the best player on the field. High school, best player on the field. College, best player on the field. You get to an NFL training camp, there's some people that have no self-awareness. They don't realize that, hey, everybody is miles ahead of you because of how their life has gone. And having to be the first person to tell somebody that, I could see that being a very difficult spot. Damn, that is terrible to hear, though. But I assume yeah, but you got to be honest. You have to be honest with them. They don't want. They don't want you to. I. I don't. I didn't want to be one of those guys that say, "Hey, you were close. We wanted to keep you, but the coaches didn't." No, that's not good for the kid. Hey, here's what you need to work on. Here's why you didn't, and we're going to keep you on the roster. And you got to work at this to get better. Or the next place you go to, you're going to have an opportunity. Because the one thing we know about today, there'll be some player that's released that'll have a five to seven year career in the NFL. That's just going to be a fact. So this isn't the end of the rainbow. This is the beginning of another chapter. Hopefully everybody has that vision. Uh, hopefully everybody has that view. Go ahead, AJ. Lombo, speaking of somebody that's hoping for a, a, a brighter chapter, Trey Lance gets traded to the Dallas Cowboys. Are we making too big a deal out of this? Why do you think Jerry did this? Well, I think it all came down to Jerry. It all comes down to your, what you had on him in the draft before you got ready to pick, right? So the Cowboys did an extensive amount of work on Trey Lance. They basically had him – what we would call a high second-round grade, a potential starter. They did not have him as a first-round pick. They did not have him as the third pick overall in the draft. They had him as a potential starter, and they did a lot of work. And so for Jerry, the opportunity to get a guy to perhaps develop, it doesn't. It cost him $6 million, 950000 this year, another $5 million that's guaranteed next season. And for that, he has an opportunity to see if, if maybe his grades on this player were correct. And the fact that he didn't tell Dak Prescott, why would he? I mean, he's bringing in a third-string quarterback. Do you tell him when you're bringing in a third-string quarterback? Of course not. You know, he paid a fourth-round pick. He didn't pay much for him. So, like, I, people are making way too much of that. Like, this is not the NBA where we go tell the players everything that happens in the front office. you got to do your job. Players have to do their job, and we move on. But I, I was surprised he did it. But I wasn't surprised when I found out they had him graded really high. And look, I'll say this: the Cowboys do a really good job in player personnel. They that roster is good. They draft well. They like Lance. They're going to see if they can change it. Interesting, because this is a future bet for the Dallas Cowboys, just like he was a future bet for the San Francisco 49ers. And here we are in the future, and they've already given him up. Massive, massive move by them admitting their fault. You know, you said yeah, this a few weeks ago. Huge. Huge. They did. I mean, I think that's good. That's the key. You got to give them credit. Look, we all make mistakes, right? We all make them. And you just got to know when to cut your losses. The biggest mistakes are when you continue to go down the road. The rhetoric, well, we haven't seen enough of Trey Lance. I think that's a, you guys both know. We, you know, I'm going to let you in on a secret. We take practice. <laughs> like we film practice. We watch practice tape. Like we see this stuff. Oh, it's a wrong. billion dollar industry. Like this just wasn't, oh, we just we didn't play him in the game. 
No, you, we played. They know what they had, and they decided it was time to move on. And frankly, for the kid, I feel better for Trey Lance because he doesn't have that pressure on him all the time to be the man. He's no longer has to. He just has to be Trey Lance now. Okay, let's talk about practice and being filmed. Ron Rivera said, fuck, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't get me started. Like, seriously, what was he doing last year? Like, okay, every day I went out to practice – one of the reasons why, as a general manager, you don't go on the road is because you focus on your team, right? I could sit in my office here today and I can watch every Texas A&M game. I don't have to go to College Station to scout Texas A&M. I can watch every game here. What most, What is most important is making sure the players on this roster are getting better and we're utilizing the players the best we could. I've watched so many practice tapes. When we would come off the field, I may go over to Belichick and say, hey, Bill, you know, that kid, he looks really good. Maybe we should do something. Maybe we should give him more reps. That's the conversation you're having after every single practice. If I were watching Sam Howe and I were the general manager of the Washington Commanders and he was throwing lights out because you guys both know now, he was throwing practice against the first-team defense. He was doing that the whole season. Lasers. I would have said, huh? Lasers. And he's throwing lasers on I'm saying, look, maybe we should give him a chance. Let's watch him. We would make reels of players on every single tape. So at the end of the year, at the end of the year, when we're reviewing the team, we're going to sit in an office and we're going to watch 250 plays of Sam Howe playing quarterback in practice. Again, so, we're going to watch him. So think about like, this. What was Rivera doing? Lombo. Was he, just, was he just sleeping? Lombo. Taylor Heineke was the one that made the decision in the last week of the year, I know. year to start him. You know, he was like, nah, you want to start me, but, like, you should at least see this guy. And we attacked Taylor Heineke for that. We were like, Heineke, kind of soft here. Come on. How many opportunities did you get? And he's like, nah, nah, the guy, mm-hmm. the guy's really good. So yeah. good. Like, this, this I guy- mean, how would you like to be Josh Harris? you got a head coach who doesn't call offensive plays, he doesn't call defensive plays, and now he admits he wasn't paying attention to practice last year. <laughs> like, what do you do? Like, what are you doing? You've had four – let me give you this to you. I want to say this to you very clearly – You've had four playoff years, but you've only had three years over 500. That's remarkable. It's pretty good odds, I guess. I don't know if there's any other coach that's ever been able to pull that one off. But you do look at – I think out of 12 years, only like four winning seasons yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. There is – there's a lot of stats that go against Ron Rivera. We know he had success at Carolina. We know a lot of people like him. He's an ex-player, so we love seeing it. But you take into yep. account him not knowing that they still had a chance at the playoffs last year. Uh, you know, him – you know, Taylor Heineke saying, you should start this guy. Mm-hmm. The Eric Bieniemy situation to literally start this entire thing. And then now – it's like – it feels like he – He's either checked out, lost his fastball, or maybe doesn't want to deal with it anymore. You know, maybe he's just... Well, you, you're watching practice all through the season to determine your team needs at the end of the year. You go into those meetings at the end of the year. You want to... I don't want to... Here's what you don't want to do. I don't want to draft a player in the third or fourth round when we have that player currently on the team. So if we... Say we like this offensive lineman who's the guard, and we think he's good. And I don't want to draft another third round guard because this kid could be the guy. I don't want to double up on it or I don't want to. Du- you got to understand your roster. It's called scouting within, not looking outside. And what do you, if you're the general manager and he is too, Pat, don't confuse this now. He's got full authority over everything. Remember, he's the head coach. He's cooking. He's buying the groceries. He's doing the shopping. He's doing all the cooking. What, what's he doing then? Yeah, it feels like his days are numbered. He knows that as well, which yeah. is potentially another reason why he was like, I'm not watching anything. What are you Speaking of whose days are numbered, I, I want to. I, I I don't know what you guys think of this, and I know you're supposed to ask me the questions, but 
I think this Colt McCoy move here with tra- with, with uh, cutting him, I th- and and Kyler Murray being on PUP, I don't think people truly understand what is happening in the desert. And let me just give you a background on Kyler. Floor is yours. Okay. Every contract in the National Football League, with the exception of the Sean Watson, is guaranteed for injury. No one guarantees for skill and injury because then you have to do what the Browns did with Watson and send the money in future year guaranteed to the league's escrow account. But if you only put one of those clauses on guarantees, it doesn't have to be funded. So in Kyler Murray's case, he's got $56 million coming, and he has a potential to earn $92 million that are only protected by the injury guarantee clause. Okay? So they placed him on PUP. My sense of it is, is he won't play on the, he will not play for the rest of the year because they can't risk putting him back on the field and having him get injured. And now they're on the hook for 56 million and they're on the hook for 92 million guaranteed. Now, four days at the beginning of next season to determine whether that contract becomes skill and injury guaranteed. I think this gives them the opportunity to continue to examine. He's off the field. He can't get any hurt than many more hurt than he already is. And it keeps them from having an injury guarantee. Hey, just real quick. I don't know if I've heard that yet. That seems like a pretty big little piece of information that you don't think Kyler's going to be playing all season. So getting rid of Colt is seemingly another wild move. What do you think they're doing? What what is the, the plan is just to stink? Well, I think they're going to stink whether Colt stayed or not. I mean, I think we make way too much out. Oh, my God, they cut Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy's played 17 games once in his life. You know, he's he's a great kid. He'll be a senator of the state, from the state of Texas. He may be a head NFL coach. He's tremendous. I mean, he really is. However, that being said, he wasn't going to last. Joshua Dobbs was there before. So they kind of the, – the, the coordinator, Drew Petzik, had him in Cleveland. I mean, look, they're not going to be any good. And so they're going to go with one of those two kids and see what happens. But my point here is, if I were Monty Ossendorf and I were Jonathan Gannon, there's no chance I'm putting Murray on the field this year and risking that I'm going to fully guarantee a contract that I'm not sure I want to fully guarantee. So hold on. So they're just moving on from Kyler then in your eyes. What happens with Kyler? Well, then that contract, say they move on to them, they would they would pay some of the acceleration. But what you'll read about in terms of when you look at when people start writing about this, Pat, they'll start writing as if, oh, they can't get rid of him. He has one hundred ninety million guaranteed. No, 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 no. This is guaranteed as you go because of that clause. You follow me? So they they would it would cost them a lot. I think it cost them like thirty five million to get rid of them on their cap. It wouldn't cost them all that if. If, in, if they did it the way I'm talking about doing, which to me seems like the only way they can do it. So you think they're moving on from Kyler. Where do you think – you think somebody trades for Kyler then? That's what you think happens? I've, well, I think somebody might. I mean, you know, look, at, at the end of the year, teams are desperate for a quarterback, and you could take on the contract. It wouldn't be as prohibitive for you. I think he would be ranked like the – he would be in the top 15 paid quarterbacks once you remove what the Cardinals have paid him. So, you know, look, they, they've got to make that decision. They're changing their culture. They've told us that. They've gotten rid of Hopkins. They got rid of Simmons, right? They're changing their culture. That's really important to their team. And both the new the new staff have no real relationship with anybody else moving forward. They didn't draft Murray. They didn't draft Simmons. They didn't sign Hopkins or trade for Hopkins. Wow. 
that would be wild if that's the case because we're all trying to guess what game Kyler's coming back for. Yeah. And Lombo's like, well, I think never. Yeah. If he, if they really want to save some money, you just follow the money, though. That is literally mm-hmm. your thing. You, 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 you have to. We get too caught up in the player. Okay, we're going to trade for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Great. Here we Who's go. Paying him $17 million. What do you think Who's happens? What do you think happens? What do you think happens with that? This is perfect. That's what I was well, going to ask about everybody's next. Doing, I think what everybody's doing in that situation is everybody's low-balling Ballard. I think everybody's trying to pretend to Ballard. you got to get rid of him. you got to get rid of him. The agent's saying, just pre- just hold on. We'll make a deal. And I think Ballard just is going to say, look, either you give fair value to what I want or or I'm not going to trade him. Is he going to come off PUP? He's going to. He might miss four games. I mean, Ballard's under no timetable. I mean, it's self-imposed four o'clock today. But there's been no offers to the to the Colts that I'm aware of that indicates that there some teams willing to give up two number one picks like Curtis Martin got traded for. Are they just going to take any deal though to get him out of the building? You think? I don't think I wrote about this in my next book, Football Done Right. That that's the worst trade you can make yeah. is when you make the trade of just get this guy out of the building, just get him out of the building. You make a bad deal when you do that. I talked about it on my show today, the Lombardi Line. I mean, I said it. You can't make that deal. What happens to you is you you become you become a prisoner of whatever somebody wants to offer you, and you can't do that. That's not good business. So what do they do? This guy don't want to be there. They're building a culture. Yeah. Guy don't want to be there. He's going to be on PUP for four weeks. I tell him to come in. Okay, you come in and rehab at X amount of times. Not around the team. I got four weeks to do if somebody wants to trade with them. Like the one thing I, I learned a lot from Al Davis. Let me say this. And Al Davis was very good at being uncomfortable. He enjoyed it. He really did enjoy it. And nobody was going to rush him into making any decision. And I think that you can't rush into this decision or else you're taking less value. The media wants you to rush. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with them? Well, I'm going to get fair value. If you're so good, why can't I get a first-round pick for you? Then let's say you can't. Never comes. Jonathan Taylor, what do you do after that? Well, okay. So now I know that I'm not going to resign them next season. i got a compensatory pick probably coming to me, so somebody will pay them, right? So that's a third. I'll probably get a compensatory third if I don't dabble in free agency. So if somebody makes me an offer that's better than that compensatory third that pays me now, I go make the move. All right. I love just hearing that. I mean, obviously that's what we've been saying all week. Uh, of course. Yeah, Isn't yeah. it? You know what oh, we've yeah. been saying? Yeah. We've been saying everything like that. I don't know how Ballard's going to handle it. I tried to FaceTime him earlier. He didn't answer. That son of a Chris. Mm-hmm. That, that son of a bitch. I, I wanted to read his face because he was probably what I thought could potentially happen, and I've never FaceTimed with Chris Ballard in my life before, but I thought there was a chance he'd answer and go, what? You know, just like, is something wrong? Like one of those things. And I was just going to go, Jonathan Taylor, we trade him today or not? Mm-hmm. And I was going to read his face, you know, just so I could get some uh-huh. sort of answer because the deadline feels real from Ballard's standpoint, but everything feels real that's kind of doesn't come to fruition, then it changes is what you're saying. Sounds Right. Like. Well, you can't make a deal without a deadline. It, it, it just lingers and lingers until if you don't have a deadline, you can't really get anything done. I mean, that that's just in every almost every negotiation. You got to have some form of deadline because you, it, your your no is never strong enough without a deadline. What was it? China to, or Japan? Which one was it? China or Japan? To Japan. They won't negotiate to you with about two hours before you get ready to go to the airport for the flight. So you might as that's well just book a flight in. Mm-hmm. 
take a nap, yep. and book a flight out. <laughs> or you're going to be passing 72 hours in a beautiful country if you want to yeah. go. Gorgeous. If you want to go get a tour, but I guess that's the only way to get things done. Speaking of getting things done, teams will get things done. Connor has a question for you about that. Yeah, Lombo, with this being, you know, cut day, obviously teams are being formed. And, you know, even after the 53 front offices are looking around other uh, other places, uh, in your experience, when you were with New England or the Raiders or you know any of the teams that you worked for, do you know right now like okay, this is a team that I can see going on winning ten plus games, going to the playoffs, or do you also have that same feeling like ah, it, this doesn't feel like a team right now that is going to be competitive with the better teams in the NFL? Yeah, you can tell pretty quick. I mean, when we went to the Super Bowl in '02, we we signed Sam Adams, the defensive tackle from late. And I could tell the team we started 4-0, and then we lost four in a row, and then we didn't lose again until the Tampa game in the Super Bowl. You could tell. You kind of know. And a lot of it is based on your quarterback, right? Most of the teams that struggle are, are struggling because their quarterback just they can't get consistency out of that position, and it becomes challenging. So, yeah, I think you can tell. I think you can look around the league. I think especially in your own division. You know, if you're playing in the AFC East, you kind of know there's no surprises. You know those teams so well, whereas you may not know the West and the NFC because you only play them once every four years, but you have a really good idea. I mean, that's part of your job uh, is to know the league. I mean, if Al Davis asked me a question about some player on San Francisco and I didn't know about it, I mean, that would have been the end of my career. (laughs) Which I'm happy it wasn't because obviously we have a man with a wealth and girth of knowledge that really girth, makes us yes. yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of, of girth, girth with yeah. knowledge it makes us a lot better. The interesting thing about judging your team amongst like the division, there's probably some GMs tonight that are gonna go to bed after their team got put together and they're like we stink this year. Yeah, don't have it. We don't we don't have it this year. You know, like I drafted yeah. my fantasy team last night. You know what I mean? I, I drafted my first ever. It's the first time I've ever gone through an entire my team has ever gone through an entire fantasy draft. And I looked at that team afterwards. I looked at everybody else. I'm fucking winning. Hell yeah. That's a good feeling. Those GMs are having good nights tonight, just like I'm having. Shout out to Connor, by the way. Good advisory <laughs> Fun. Good advisory role there. There's GMs, though, that are going to bed tonight knowing their team probably ain't got it, right? Right. But, you are, but you're going to bed tonight knowing, okay, we got, we got to get some players. Walsh used to say this to us all the time. The best time to add players to your team is during the season when nobody, there's no competition for players. It's a little bit like what Rivera went back and said, well, I didn't even know how it was that good. People are so engaged in the opponent that they lose sight of the big picture. So the market really lends itself to finding players this time of the year where you could, you know, steal a guy off a practice squad. You know, everybody's saying, well, the, you know, the Cowboys paid a fourth round pick for Trey Lance. You could flop in the third round and get a fourth. You could find a guy on somebody's practice squad who could come in and play for you would be worth a fourth equal to a fourth as in terms of what he does on the field. So this is the time you, like there's teams, you got to make moves. Now you got to constantly ma- manipulate your roster because you want the back end of your roster stronger as you manipulate that to help the front end of your roster. Yeah. Yeah. There's some teams out. No, they're fucked. And I assume Arizona's one of them. Gannon's like, wow, being a head coach is awesome. This is a great time, <laughs> especially out here in Phoenix, beautiful city. Pac-Man has a question for you. Hey, Lumbo, we got a couple guys still out. Bosa, Chris Jones, Josh Jacobs. Have we heard anything about these contracts or when they begin done? Well, Jacobs is done. He's signing. You know, I think what the Raiders did for him was the right thing. I mean, there, there was never a hostile negotiation. They know he was good. They wanted to pay him. He was in Max Crosby's car, almost signed a contract. They gave him more money than the franchise. He earned it. 
I mean, he played so well last year. 350 rushes on four nine a carry. He was outstanding. I think to me, Bosa gets done because Bosa's contract really is. This is the conversation about Bosa's contract. You want more than Aaron Donald? Okay, I don't know if we could pay you more than Aaron Donald. We can get you close to Aaron Donald. I mean, we know where the range of the money is. Now, how much guarantee do you want and how many years do you want? That's another conversation. But we know where we are. That can get done. I think that gets done before Monday. The Chris Jones one's harder in this sense. You have two of the most selfless players on your team, and they're the two of the best players at their position. First of all, I think Kelsey wins the award for the most selfless player in the league. He's getting paid like a tight end when he's not. He should be the highest paid receiver because he plays receiver. He really doesn't play tight end. He takes less money there. Mahomes is the eighth or ninth highest ranked quarterback in the league. We know he's the best one in the league. He's taking less money. So how do you, if you're, if if you are Brett Veach, how do you go to Chris Jones and make him the highest paid defensive lineman in the league or one of the highest paid, and then you ignore these two guys who are really helping your team? You see the issue here? It's a little bit of a problem. I would say to you, Chris Jones was great last year. He was the best defensive tackle in football. Fifteen and a half sacks, multiple forty-eight quarterback hits, unblockable. But what do I do with Kelsey? What do I do with Mahomes? I can't slap them in the face and say, well, you guys take less money. I'll give it to Chris. That's the issue here. I think mm-hmm. to your point, though, about what you just said there, like that's Chris Jones's point as well. You know, because like right. I think his greatness gets overshadowed mm-hmm. by being on a team with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, yeah. and the Chiefs kingdom and everything yep. they got going on, which might lead to a little bit of a personal you know, kind of beef with the Chiefs and wanting to get, you know, probably some public respect if the deal is where he thinks it should be. And I don't know, they, would they trade him then, I guess? Is he is he a trade? How does that end up working? I mean, look, he, he's worth it. I mean, he's – look, I, this is a really hard position to be in if you're Brett Veach and Andy Reid. I mean, because you've got to be careful with your team, right? You you don't want to destroy your locker room. And you got two guys, especially Kelsey now. Look, you know, Kelsey – He's he's a top five receiver in the league. These guys are making twenty million a year, and he's not. It's not fair. But you know he's being selfless. He wants to stay there. He wants to win. I, and, and I I agree with you. Look, Chris Jones was unblockable. He he destroyed games last year. He really did. And when he's going, so it's two sides of the coin. You got to find some way to compromise the deal. This is the hard part of being a GM in the league. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have to figure it out, especially with him being pissed off. He said he's going to win Defense Player of the Year too, so he's only getting better. Tone has a question for you, Lombo. Yeah, Lombo, yep. I, I was going to look at it, and I, and I saw some, and I think there might be. Is there? Have you done where there's a correlation to teams that have played in the preseason versus teams that haven't played in the preseason and then week one gambling? Like I looked last year, the Broncos, Bengals, Rams, and Cowboys all lost. They didn't play team. They didn't play players in the preseason versus teams that did play. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's an equation. I think also past history, too. We know Frank Wright's 0-4-1 in opening games, right? What tells you they don't get their team ready. Cincinnati's a slow-starting team. I think there's a lot to that. And I think, like, Cincinnati believes we're going to build the team as the year goes on, 5-4 and four the last two years. I think you look in preseason at the execution, and you go through week one of last year. Like, Mike Vrabel's lost two home opening games in the last two years. Arizona went in there and beat them two years ago, and then the Giants went in there and beat them. 
And so you look at that and you say, okay, what is he doing for his first? Now, we know Tannehill took one snap the other night against New England. That's it. His offensive line's a work in progress. So I think you have to look at the history of the coach in opening days plus what he did in the preseason. You know, and I think what you see with Tomlin is, like, if I'm San Francisco, Tomlin's team's ready to go now. They're ready to go. They're ready. They've gotten reps. They've sparred. They're ready to fight. San Francisco's going to have to match that. Yeah, Bosa, you know, Tone Diggs was actually pushing yesterday. He needs to take a stand for all players and for himself until at least week two. Felt like a little bit of a bias there, obviously. No bias. Stand up for the players. I do love that the Bosa deal is going to get done in everybody's eyes. He's so good at the football. I'm excited he's back. The Chris Jones thing is getting fascinating, though, because somebody would have to trade and pay him, right? It would be a sign-in trade pretty much is what would have to take place. Yeah, I mean, look, they did it. With, I think I think Tyreek Hill's one of the best receivers in football, and they did it with him. They got rid of him because they knew they couldn't pay everybody. I don't think they'll do that with Jones because you remove Jones from that team, and they're a different team defensively. They're completely different. And not saying they couldn't win without him because they're so good at quarterback and their skill, and Andy's a great coach. But it'll be a harder. It'll be a. It would be a harder endeavor to do. Well, is that uh, is that Brett Veach saying? Yeah. Hey, listen, you're telling me. Uh, last question here from Ty. We appreciate you, Paisan. Yeah, Lombo. There was a graphic going around earlier this week uh, showing like how many rookie QBs have you know had like basically sat before they started, and I think starting with Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco that year, like that kind of started the trend of guys getting drafted and then starting the first year right away. Of all the guys you've seen so far in the preseason this year, uh, because it, we're going to have several rookie QBs starting week one, have you seen uh, like anything that that makes you think that some of those teams with rookies starting are going to be successful this year? Well, I, I think the one guy is, is Richardson because the offense fits him perfectly. I would have said Bryce Young. But their offensive line has been so bad this summer, I worry about him staying healthy. Uh, not that Atlanta's got a great front, but I worry about that. But Richardson's going to play within a system that's very comfortable for his skill set. Uh, you know, when Josh Allen was a rookie, he started 11 games. His completion percentage to wide open receivers uh, where he missed the throw was 25%. Last year, he had that number down to 16. So he really improved his accuracy. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. Throwing to wide open guys his first year in the league, I think he was at 26. Last year, he was at 14.2. So there's going to be a lot of throws Richardson makes that are guys are open that don't he doesn't connect on. Damn. But you got to live with it. But, okay. but the offense fits him so well. Yeah, hell yeah, it does. And, you know. We're going to have everybody on board, too. Best yeah. player on the team is going to be on board, too. Yep. Yeah. By 4 o'clock today. Hour and four minutes. That's what's going to happen. I can't wait for it. Lombo, we appreciate you, buddy. Can't wait for all the right. season with you. Thank you for all your hard work. And uh, the way your brain operates, we are very thankful to get to here because we don't think like you, you. buddy. And we don't have the experience. Enjoy your life. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Lombard. Yeah, Lombo. Lombo, appreciate you. All right, boys. What a day. Not a bad day. Not at day. all. That's a pretty good little program there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we learned a lot of stuff. Victor Hovland. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Incredible. It was awesome. It was nice chatting with him. Yeah. yeah. The man. Leckler also. Leckler's Lairs. awesome. The man. Learned about stem cells. Yeah. Huh? Like stop by for a huge. Kyler's contract. Leckler said, uh, hey, Pac, you didn't take a fucking touchdown back on me. <laughs> I did. They called it back. So in his eyes, what he would say, and he did say, was he saw the flag. Yeah. <laughs> so... He laid down because on film he doesn't want to look weak, but also right. 
knew that thing was coming back. Let's not <laughs> waste too much energy. That's what he's saying. I don't believe it, Pat. There's only two, ta- two kickers that really ever tackled me, yourself and a guy that played in Seattle. John Ryan? Yes. The he was the uh, he's pretty shredded. He's pretty jacked. Ginger Ninja, I yeah. think, is what he was on <laughs> the Ninja Warriors. Oh, okay. nice! I think he was a wide yeah. receiver in the CFL. A beast. Yeah. That's awesome. from Regina, Regina, Canada. He is from Regina, Saskatchewan. That is, is actually yeah, yeah. He's up there near Saskatoon. Yeah, right next to it. Athletic as hell too. He was, yeah, fast, athletic, funny. I think he did stand up comedy. Charming. I was a big, Jeez. charming. I was a big fan of his. <laughs> he has a weapon. Yeah, he has one of the greatest passes of all time against the Packers. Yep. He does stand up. He's married to a stand-up. I know that. I think that's how they. I think they met at one of those. I think. Nice. He, I think he does do it. Yeah, I'm a big John Ryan fan. Never really met him though. Seattle's real far. It yeah. is. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? It is <laughs> yeah. so way far. up there. It's pretty far out. Far. It is so far up there, dude. <laughs> it is way the fuck out there. Beautiful place. Whatever. Yeah. Gorgeous. Loud that's stadium. Awesome. The needle. Loud stadium. Loud stadium. Really loud. Basketball I mean, back. Music there has to be terrible. I, I didn't want to say that whenever they said the Taylor Swift thing was like a why. I mean, it, the echo oh, is the actual sound. Oh, oh, you mean inside? You don't mean like the grunge era, like Nirvana? I was say, yeah. Right. No, I would listen to Nirvana. Yeah. Okay, in Seattle, would love to do it. Hopefully, in a dive bar, Pearl Jam, in baby. a little yep. a dungy dive bar down there. You know, somebody with like blue hair, nose, <laughs> couple rings. Give me the whole. I want a connection from here to here to like an Adam's apple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Prince Albert. Yeah. Hmm? I'm not talking about their dong being pierced, but uh, urethra, urethra. I think it is. Whatever the case, I assume if they got this one connected to this one connected to here, they probably do have their urethra yep, yeah. pierced. <laughs> if I had to guess, so yeah. We need to talk to somebody that has one of those. That seems very painful. I think I yeah. met one person. Really? Yeah, uh, I think it was in the wrestling world. Obviously, I mean yeah. that's what <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. never the. I think it is painful, but. The rest is a dream. Yeah, look at what they say. Are you talking about yeah. WWE superstar Prince Albert? No, that, <laughs> oh. that is his name for oh, sure. Michael Cole? I don't know. I don't think Michael Cole has his penis. He might. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure. I thought I saw it in the singlet that one time. Yeah. When he was in a coal mine? Yeah. <laughs> for Bill! Oh, nice. Ooh. Bill's staring right down a barrel here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He's about to get a shot. How do you see him, though? Ooh. Well, he's in, I see his shorts. Oh, okay. Ah! Oh, no. Watch out, Bill. 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 Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Good feet. Dang, well, I almost rolled my ankle. You saw it. Yeah. For Bill. Oh, Bucket. Yeah. Yum. Oh. I haven't made some in a few days. I mean, well, yesterday you should have made. That's what I'm saying. Yes, the footballs yesterday were ridiculous. Used them up for Lolita. Well, she oh, deserved yeah. it. Yeah. Did she? I don't think so. She hanging from the rafters yet? She will <laughs> yeah, be. We won't see until week no, one. She will they, be. They burn that blubber alive. Oh, man. We should take that bear. Somehow turn it into a whale. That looks like this. <laughs> Put a fin on the bear. Right I was at the store actually this yep. weekend where that bear came from. I think there is actually a whale there that we can. <clears throat> All the way up. Yep. Talk it to. That'd be so <laughs> fucking cool. I will uh, call the store right now. If, if we could put an LED board on one side of her <laughs> and an LED board on the other side of her, too, we can have our own little jumbo so drawn. Fucking Take cool. a look up at Takate <laughs> oh, for a replay. Sweet. Oh, my God. That Takate replay. 
Oh. Golly, how do we have all the good ideas all the time? See, I know. Sponsors. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How it's fun. Fuck. <clears throat> SeaWorld could probably sponsor that. Yep. Well, I think they took uh, a hit. Yeah. Maybe yeah Geauga, people people maybe don't love them right now. Geauga Lake. Oh, they don't. Geauga Lake. Yeah, good time. Shout out. What's Geauga, Geauga Lake? Lake? I had, I had my buddies guys. from Youngstown always went there. Oh, okay. All of us. It's the freaking best lake in town. Appreciate you wearing Which that town? shirt, but you just got embarrassed right there. <laughs> no, I, I know exactly Which what town? Lake. Which town? Best lake not exactly town. The best <laughs> one. Hey, don't embarrass the program. I'm not embarrassing the program. I'm I'm co-signing how much fun that lake was. Bang! There you go. Oh, See, boys, that's yeah, what I'm geez. talking about. I know. Fun fact, it's not a lake. <laughs> I know. I'm just playing along so that everybody who doesn't know doesn't know still. Oh, fuck. Nice. There hey! it is. There it is. That's the Thank one. You. That's the one, Takasan. That's the one. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, you big fucking fish. Put you right up there someday. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Someday. All right, let's get out of here. Great show today, boys. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, just a reminder, we're off uh, Friday. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. More, another round of, hey, we got, doll. Oh, I don't even want to get into it, actually. This is an internet thing now. You know, oh, company, oh, our go. internet not good mm-hmm. enough. We need another internet, mm-hmm. which is because mm. this has become a whole AJ. It's awesome. Had to drop into a tech call this morning. Just do a quick like, hey, let's uh, mm-hmm. let's have a little respect for this guy right here. Zito is pointing at Zito, you know, because there was a lot of the way the internet is constructed since <laughs> yeah. the beginning of time. It's like, oh, jeez. We'll trying to explain uh, it all to you. Oh, oh you know how that went, AJ. buddy. Buddy, yeah, <laughs> buddy, buddy. It's all going good. Everybody wants the same thing. Everybody wants the same <laughs> thing. Got to remember that. That's right. Keep they it in mind. want to put their name on it. All those, well, oh, yeah, well, there's a chance that that is a part of it. But everybody wants the same thing, AJ. We all want the same thing. Mm-hmm. Good program. Yeah, of course. That's it. Let's get to a break. All right. <laughs> With that being said, some people are much smarter than others, right? It's not about how smart you are. Come on. It's just about how you go about doing things and potential experiences. You know, if you're able to do a show out of the back of a box truck in the middle of the hood in Pittsburgh, okay, yep. at 8 a.m. Yep. when it's 15 degrees outside, sure, right. I assume you might know a little bit about connections. Maybe. And, like, how to get, get, get things to mm-hmm. places. You know, if you're able to do that, you could probably figure out a multi-million dollar studio uh, connection with three different companies with their networks coming in here. You'd think. We had a drop-off two times yesterday. Hmm. Did you see that? Can't have that. Did you hear about that? I heard about it. I heard about it. It's not because of Zito. No. No, no. no. Mm. Not because Tech Billy. No, absolutely not. He came in and straightened that out immediately. Our tech guy came in here yesterday fucking fired up. What's going on? Who's doing? (laughs) Who are these people? Who's talking? Oh, it was awesome. Cause we, off the rock. Remember, he has also 375 confirmed kills. Yes, he does. Yep. He has Wait, the haircut this, of this isn't Tech Joe? No. No, it's no. Tech Billy. No, who also has 375 confirmed kills. <laughs> yeah, we don't know with Tech Joe how many bodies he's got. But Tech, tech Billy, Joe's not a, a tech guy, though, right? Well, I think he works in Well, he's made his IT. tech genius. Yeah, he's made his billions and billions in the tech oh, market. Yeah. Tech Ever heard of uh, BlackRock? Because, yeah. Right. Maybe. Maybe. I think I might have. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, think, mm-hmm. you think there's a president of this country? Look into BlackRock. I was not going that far. I was just saying that's where Tech Joe keeps his scalps. Boy, we are going to be live during the presidential election. (laughs) Think about how how many things are going to get seen that are going to be reported as internet reports on this show. Did I hear that? (laughs) Insert something. Mm -hmm. 
So absurd. So, so absurd. And then a tossing. You see those gas prices? Oh, and that whole. Well, that's only. Oh, here we go. Uh We got to stay out of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like real shit. We do not need to dance. No, no, nobody takes us serious. That's the difference about our show. True. And everybody else's show, which is good. It's a built-in barrier. Like, this ain't real. Do not listen to this fucking guy (laughs) about. And also, do not listen to this guy about (laughs) politics. Now, if. General Bob Carpenter. <laughs> you fucking perk up. <laughs> now you listen to Bob. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll be back tomorrow, dude. Shane Leckler, shout out. Victor Hovland, shout out. A.Q. Shipley, shout out. Michael Lombardi, shout out. All of you, shout out. Appreciate the hell out of you. Pac-Man, good seeing you. Be back, uh, be back tomorrow. And uh, AJ, we you will not be here on Thursday, accurate? Correct. Yeah. A couple of my buddies going into the Packer Hall of Fame. Sorry. Nice. Oh, yeah. Congrats, AJ. Congrats, Brett. Sounds like more stem cells. I would love it. If you give, give me some stem cells, Goop. I'll get it. They're not illegal. There That's, has to be a better place to get it done than Antigua, though, right? Whoa. Antigua's the best place. I mean, that sounds pretty Antigua. nice to me. Beautiful the, the best place to get it done is usually with a uh, real surgeon who can fix you. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then. Yeah. I thought We're it didn't work, AJ. What's that? Yeah, I thought the stem cell didn't work when you did it. It, not for me, yeah. I'm saying not for like. I think it works for different areas. Like I've heard people do it in their shoulder and different things, and it's worked. But yeah, my issue, like I've talked yeah. to doctors, like yeah, it's not going to regrow grow cartilage, obviously. So, so I just get that. I just they just plug an IV and boom, right here. No, you get a shot of here in America. I don't know if they do IVs in America. I think you have to go to the country to get IVs. They just do a shot of it here. Okay, so I would just get a shot. It, let's say this thing's a little sore, and I don't have time to get to Dan Orlovsky. Sure. I don't have time to get to Dan Orlovsky. Clockwise, <laughs> counterclockwise. I don't have time for that. I'll just I'll go somewhere and I'll just go boop, and then it'll go boop, and my shoulders are better. Hopefully, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I have never had it. In my shoulders. And then the rich people just get it done in their face. Yep. Oh, I don't know about the face stuff. I mean, face. What, what is that? Penis. Penis, yep. Testicles. Stem cells in her penis? Yeah, it makes what? it grow like six, seven inches. Wow. Oh, I, don't, I didn't hear that. Seven-year-olds yeah. walking around with 18-year-old dongs. Yep. Inflates their balls, too, to the size of, like, watermelons. Whoa. Whoa. Yep. This is stem cells? Look at me. Stem cells, yep. Holy shit. I did not know that. That's the South Park gift with the... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's well, where it came from? No, no, no. He was putting his nuts in a uh, microwave. <laughs> I'm talking about the guy who's walking the wheel. Yeah, Randy. Randy, yeah, Randy has, yeah. he, they, he puts his nuts in a, in a microwave so he gets cancer so he can get a uh, medical marijuana card because he's going to a Ziggy Marley concert. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. Yep. Worked. It did. Yes, it did. Yeah, it did. How do we come up with that shit? South Park covered stem cells pretty extensively, they, too. They did. There's good. Was this a part of it? Was no, the, no, no, this no. what could happen? No, family got covered. Gene Hackman and uh, the guy who played Superman. He, who you know he was paralyzed from the neck down, and they have him Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeves. Christopher yeah. Reeves. They have him in the show. Uh, he goes on Larry King, and he and he takes a baby, uh, an unborn fetus, and oh. cracks it at the <laughs> neck, and sucks the stem cells out. And then by the end of the episode, he's like lifted cars over his head. He turns into Superman, pretty much. So it's pretty. It's pretty. <laughs> so what is stem? Cell? What I don't think I understand. What's stem? stem cell is baby because oh, you yeah. guys have made a lot of baby <laughs> stuff. Baby right? umbilical cord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously, oh, that's yeah. where Jensen got his. Yeah, yeah. from umbilical yeah. cords. What? A lot of ethical questions about stem cells still, yeah. How is this? They're just collecting <laughs> these things up? Yep. You know, a guy in the NFL got a knee. Fucking need 14 of these things. Mom's <laughs> donating the baby. And then what are they doing? Like when you're taking mushrooms, you put them on like a peanut butter sandwich or a piece of pepperoni? If How you, are they getting these things? Ask AJ. If you want to. AJ, you did little babies' umbilical cords in your in your knees? I think AJ, you shrimp cocktail. 
Did they ask you <laughs> to uh, when you had when you had your baby? Did they ask you if you wanted to save the cord blood? Yeah, they asked if I wanted to donate it or something like that. That's it. I said no. Some people save it and freeze it for like because they say, hey, you might be able to use that eventually in the in the future yeah. for something. I, I, I just said no, and then I told the nurse that was weird to ask for my kid's blood. Thanks, mm -hmm. and then just kind of kept it moving. But now I guess it's a full business. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know we aren't in Antigua, but how much money can you get from it? I, I you don't know that. I, I don't think you. No, you, you don't, don't save it, it to sell it. No, you snack on it like yeah. beef jerky. We gotta make money off this. And Who does? You can freeze it. People eat their own people eat the placenta too. All right, let's get to it. You gotta eat the placenta. Yeah. Oh. All right, this show really, really went a different way. People do it. Wanted to learn. You're system. one of them. Yeah, we learned about yeah. that. You and AQ. No, like, How many no. babies you take in your knee? <laughs> no. I had four kids. I never, I never got the guts to take a bite out of that placenta. I always told, said I wouldn't talk to big game, but I got in there. You <laughs> pulled that thing out. I said, nah. I appreciate you. Your knees might have cartilage. You eat that thing. People also no, eat the placenta. Think about it every day. The most common placenta preparation creating a capsule is made by steaming. And yes, there's a whole process here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happens. You just have to grind up those mushrooms, put them on a peanut butter sandwich, mm -hmm. and the little thing. Yeah. You really start going there. These people are saying, give me your fucking umbilical cord. A little we'll different. We hydrate, dehydrate it, put it in this, wide, IV it. Wide. 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 How many babies umbilical cords they got to have? <laughs> That's a, a lot of a fucking. Lot. Thousands. Yeah. So whoever's got the plug on the umbilical cords is probably, probably the one who's doing the best business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's got the umbilical cord plug? Somebody said that. Antique. Yeah. At one point. Who's got the baby umbilical cord plug? Need it for our business. And then it just. Tijuana. Yep. Mm -hmm. Antigua. Yeah. Oh, we need umbilical cord from babies. Mm -hmm. Says AJ Hawk in Ohio. Raise your baby's blood. I need it to feel good. Is that what happened? I didn't use. I don't. We didn't do the whole cord blood thing with our kids. Yeah, but you took somebody else's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know about that. What's the thing that Lance Armstrong did? Did blood dump? Pull the blood. Yeah. yeah. Put, put oxygen in it. Yeah. Put it in like a centrifuge. Pump it yeah. back in. Blood doping. Yeah. Blood doping. So you get like more blood, and the blood that's getting pumped in there has more oxygen. Mm -hmm. so blood carries oxygen, so, so access to more oxygen plus the blood that's coming in. Super oxygen blood. Yeah. Bingo. No, I think he also had like a Harley and EPO bike too. Yeah, mm -hmm. question because not I, a bad way to win. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> I just I saw a blood oxygen test literally two days ago, and it was at ninety nine percent. So, like, can you go above one hundred percent blood oxygen level? Or you? Yeah, is that something you OD? I had no chance. More oxygen, the better. Yeah. Somebody died from uh, too much water. I, I went to a soccer camp. And yeah, that happens. They drown from the inside. Yeah, I want if you don't have enough, if you don't have enough like sodium or electrolytes, yeah, you can you can drown yourself by drinking water. Boom. Yeah, like I went to the soccer camp. We went to this meeting. Uh, like uh, it was a college, whatever scouting room. camp. You oh. get it, college room mm -hmm. where we all sat down, and this one hydration expert came up and said, "It's going to be real hot. Need everybody to hydrate. Hydrate as much as possible. When you don't think you have enough water, drink more water. With how hot it's going to be, blah blah." Gets off the stage. The person comes up. Not too much, though. Could die. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember thinking, it's like a 12-year-old, like, well, that's a little conflicting there. I mean, these two just like, hey, can we, like, explain a little bit? And then they broke down how you can overhydrate. And I think somebody in Indiana. Yeah, she did some, uh, like, mom over Fourth of July weekend. They were out on a boat, and she drank, like, I think they said the equivalent of, like, 
a hundred ounces of water in like what? an hour and a half or something like that. She was just because it was so hot. She was just slamming bottles, and yeah, she died from what? whatever. Like when they got back, that's bananas. That's which I also heard isn't real. Bananas, where everybody was just eating them as a what, kid. Potassium. Yeah, whatever they said it was doing. Good for cramps. Allegedly not. Mm-hmm. Oranges. Really? Allegedly I didn't not. Know that. Everything. Yeah. Allegedly not. I mean. You can find a scientist to say anything right now. Yeah, I was going to say, you can Google mm-hmm. your yeah, side of that. Again, I mean, stats are on every side. Hey, are bananas good for you? Yep, need potassium. You're going to get yep. a cramp. Hey, you, guy that went to school and should have the qualifications, give me this answer. Are bananas good for cramps? No, there's no <laughs> studies that are a direct correlation. It's like, okay, yeah. well, what am I supposed to do? Pharmaceutical companies made a trillion dollars off of it. Oh, mm. don't they always? Getting the scientists just to say Thank anything. You. Thanks, Fauci. Here we go. See, here we go. Well, still true. Is he still around? Or oh yeah, seen him in a while. That's because he made a billion dollars. Yeah, probably won't see him for a long time. Sister Jean just (laughs) threw a better fucking ball than he did. Sister Jean clocked at what was it? Uh, Like (laughs) ninety-seven. It was. So he threw faster than her age. Yeah, hundred what? (laughs) No, she's one hundred four. She was trying to throw one hundred five. She almost got there. Her and Shohei. Yep. Oh, yeah. She pitched right hey. there. Oh, nice. nice. I felt good from the beginning. All right, that's a good way to get out of here. Yeah. Anybody have anything else to say? Any other reports you saw on the internet you need to get off your chest? Oh, uh, yeah, actually. Um, oh. Island Boys, All right, we'll see. Whoa. Island Boy's new song. Uh, this guy was singing. Bruce sent it to me. Suck I my just carrot. remembered it. Uh, kind of. <laughs> Suck my it, carrot. It's actually a pretty good song. It's... um. I think he goes something along the lines of like, uh, I want to be on the cover of People magazine, kissing my brother on the lips. That's actually no a real song. Yep. Doesn't even kiss him on the peen. No, 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 no. That's the second verse. But the second <laughs> verse, I'm trying to think of the second verse. That's but the hook. Because yeah. every time I close my eyes, yeah, I see my brother's lips on mine. I think I've heard this melody before. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's. I think it's a Bruno Mars song. Billionaire. Where's Billy, the, the, there it is. I want to be. So a Bruce showed you this video. Yeah, Bruce oh, sends me. Hey, right. just so you know and you're aware of what's going on here. <laughs> update. I was like, thank you so much for this. <laughs> At some point, this will come up. Bruce, any well actuallys on this entire thing? Or <laughs> uh, no, I just sent it in. It, Connor nailed it. That's the melody. That's and, a real thing, right there. Yeah, from, yep. the, those are the lyrics. How yeah. come every listen? <laughs> live on the oh, internet. God. The amount of things we've seen on the internet is so absurd. I, be, I you could believe that anything has happened. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The last two times you guys have brought up the island boys, I've thought you've been completely lying. Nope. Right there, I thought that was a complete lie. So, so did I. I thought it was just not real at all. Nope. You're saying real. A thousand percent real. That exact melody, I'm kind of proud of myself for remembering how it went, too. That's exactly what happened. Because I, I want to let you know, everybody else in here was like, uh, Connor's really bombing here. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, Ty was actually trying I to help believe. out. Peen or <laughs> that was good yeah, I, thought, I thought you made it up. Yeah. No, 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 that, that actually happened. I wouldn't, that, that would have bombed if it wasn't real, but it's real. I was literally, t- in my head, I'm like, he better fucking get to somewhere here. Because <laughs> no. yeah, I, I was a little bit worried. Uh, this is real. This is a real update on something we were talking about last week. I, actually, the only thing I've left out is that he, he's got a pretty good voice. He, he can kind of <laughs> sing. Is it the carrot or the other one? Ooh, I don't know. It is a red big cross tattoo middle of his forehead. Okay. Oh, yeah, he is kind of talented. Let's get to a break. Yes. Show you the I'm video. happy we got that. I'll show you the video right after this. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this happened last time with something that I thought was completely fake mm-hmm. about these two brothers. Yep. Who are out there on OnlyFans. Yeah, no, it's real. Slinging peen. 
That's right. Just stay in relevant. They get stay in power, man. They're not one hit wonders. No. I, I mean, just, that is the first time that like I've just not believed at all what is reality with humans. <laughs> like these things aren't real. These things aren't real. These island boys. Yeah. I don't think they can be. The one with the money in his hand is I, that I, one? I think he the one on I mean, the right. Does it matter which one? Oh. I believe it's the one on the right. I mean, if we're trying to get twins. to the bottom of this, twins, Basil. <laughs> yep. How old are they? Do we know? 35. Jeez. It's a little older than I thought. All right, I mean, we're back tomorrow. Sorry. It's probably we're so right. sorry. <laughs> what if they both have families? They both have, like, a wife and kids at home? That's a yeah. costume they put on? Yep. Yeah. They put yeah. on, like, the suit, like, the uh, chaos. Dad, why are you sucking Uncle Peter's dog? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't, Don't worry about it. it. These are characters. Peter Havoc? What was his name? Oh, the Carl like Havoc. Carl, Carl Havoc. Havoc. Right? Oh, Give what if they put on a Carl Havoc mask and, like, full body? Like, all right, I guess we got to go do OnlyFans. It's a living. <laughs> it's a living. Jeez. We know. You guys like that heated pool in the back, don't you? Golly. What a run. Yeah. That's not a run. They're not done. What are you talking about? They're right in the middle. It's not a run. What are you talking about? Scratching the surface. I'll say one word, and you will finish the line. Island boy. Bingo. They're on a run. They're on a run. They took over. Yeah. Well, and then everyone, the photos of when their kids came out, and that was even crazier. Oh, yeah. Added a whole different aspect to it. It did. Holy shit. Okay. All right. We're back tomorrow. Now the name makes sense. Really good show. Yeah. Interesting island. Yeah. I'm taking Mm -hmm. these out so I can't hear. (laughs) Talking about Coney. Uh, It's been a good show. Thank you, AJ. Can't hear you. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change your life. All right. (laughs) Including the island boys. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Somebody needs to tell them something. Comment. What's that? Like, subscribe, comment, something nice, maybe. That's on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Come on, yep. guys. Why aren't you guys liking oh, no. this? Come on, get the 50. We had a call with people at TikTok, and they uh, were like, all right, cool. We're on here. What? Uh, how do we potentially go about doing the TikTok? And they're like, need to tell your friends, need you to comment. Yeah. Show's not going forward until we get 10,000 likes. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if we're going to do that. No, you got to call I mean, China? I can't hear you. They're reinventing the wheel. He, he said, oh, you had a, a call with the Chakovs? Yeah. It was a Zoom call. I don't know who's what Zoom's in on, but I'll tell you what. We did not get far in that conversation. No. <laughs> but we're on TikTok, I think. Yep. We are. Not on my phone. No. no not on no, my no, phone. No, no, not no. now, not never. I just don't need another thing in my life right now. I don't need I China. Can't imagine how mean they are to me on TikTok. Jesus Christ. You got the old whites on X <laughs> killing me. And then he young's on TikTok. This guy fucking good, sucks. Good vibes on TikTok, mean. actually. Mean. They're talented. They are mean. These kids are mean cusses. Yeah, yeah. they are. Mean cusses. They're talented. They are. But those old whites still got a pretty good little fastball whenever they need it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? They, they do let me know. Yep. It's not just the southern whites that hate you. I, that was one of my favorite. That was one of my favorite responses. That was very clever. You know, they played off me. They listened to my words. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, fuck boy. We got a little bit more. <laughs> it's going to be a great football season. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. It might change your life. Goodbye.